What do you hear? What do you say? Holy walnuts in the building. Um, what's up, guys? Yo. Hey, <laughs> How's it going, Nick? Hey, not bad. Nah, for real, though. How's everyone doing? Welcome to um latest episode of LP. We're going to be doing one of Vipassana. We all went on a hectic Vipassana retreat for 10 days from the 13th to the 23rd last year, 2021. We've got all the boys here that uh, I went with, and um, we're, here gonna, we're here and we're going to be discussing what we did, what's it about, what we learned, and everything like that. We've got Gio, we've got Yanni, we've got Dylan, we've got Nathan. Yeah, hope you guys enjoy. So, Gio, yeah, you've been twice. That I have. Yes, you have. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> um, give us a quick rundown, a QID on what the parson is. Bog pill? All right. Give us the bog pill. All right, man. So basically, Vipassana is a meditation technique where you scan your body sensations. Um, and when we say going to Vipassana, we mean SN Goenka's course where you learn how to actually do Vipassana on your first time. Or if you go there again a second time, like I did, you basically just get heaps of time to practice the technique and do a whole bunch of meditation. So essentially, like Vipassana is at uh, the course itself, I mean, uh, you're meditating for roughly 10 hours and 45 minutes a day. You wake up at four in the morning by a gong and you're in bed by 9.30 and you do a whole bunch of meditation during the day for 10 days. Um, that's 10 full days, not including the afternoon where you get there and then leaving the morning after. Um, so the first three days, you actually don't do Vipassana. You do a technique called Anapana, which is just a breath meditation. And basically, you just you observe your breath. You're not trying to make big breaths or you're not trying to have shallow breath. You're not trying to do anything to it. You're just watching your breath as it is. Right, So you're just purely concentrating on that. Once you've done that for about three and a half days, then you move on to Vipassana. So you transition from focusing on your breath to putting your attention on your upper lip, right, you know, beneath where your breath is. And then eventually, once you've you know, moved on to Vipassana, you're using that heightened awareness and concentration in order to scan all your body sensations from the top of your head to the tips of your toes. And then once again, from the tips of your toes to the tops of your head. And you keep doing that for the rest of the course. Um, and that's the basics of it. Acting. Mm. How did you feel second time around? Woohoo! Actually, explain, explain what first time around's like. Look, first time around, I'm going to say some stuff that you guys can probably all relate to. It was yeah. totally mind-blowing. Like, just, mm. okay, this changes the way reality works. Um, I'd definitely say that, yeah. 100%. There's a lot of, you know, for, for better or for worse... Well, mostly for better, but with elements of, you know, it's, it's challenging and it's tough at times as well. But um, I, the biggest thing for doing it the first time for me, man, was just like, I had just come to see reality in a whole new way. I, I was deeply aware of just how much of what I believed to be reality was just literally a story that I was telling myself. And in doing so, I just come to sort of see that because it's all rooted in, you know, the teachings of the Buddha. And I was like, oh, man, this guy was totally right on about what he was saying. And um, I just, that basically put me on a path where meditation has become, I guess, a big part of my life. Um, it's become something that I do profoundly believe uh, aligns a person with the truth of reality. Uh, it just helps you see, you know, sort of what's actually really going in life beyond the story you're telling. Um, that, was, that was the first one. First one's basically just blowing my mind, open the doors to just a whole new way of being. Oh, right. <laughs> Dude, I'd say for the most part, I agree. Like, I think, I think like, the, the absolutely visceral, the absolute visceral experience that Vipassana provides like one person 
like the way it's kind of in the way that it disconnects you from like your thoughts. Mm. I think I feel like that's like you know because extremely physical. You're scanning your body from the top of the head, mm. <laughs> you know, or the bottom of the feet. You're scanning the tips your, of the toes from the tips <laughs> of the toes. You're scanning like continuously, and all your focus and attention is being like you know isolated to your body. It's entirely a visceral experience, and the way that sort of disconnects from your thoughts. I think it, it puts you in the present to a whole new level, especially when you what? How many hours, say, a day that you're meditating? 10 hours, 10 and a half to 10.45. Yeah, right. Yeah, 10, I'll say, yeah, 10, hour, 10 and a half hours of meditating. I feel like that was the craziest part. I feel like that's what makes you realize reality more, mm. like in the present, when you're definitely in the present, when you're 100% focused on like the absolute body experience, only then are you in the present. And up until I had, I had the same essential, essentially like the same sort of, realization that you did on the first time around which is just like dude reality is actually what happens here and now not like the, th the story that you tell yourself mm. not the, like mm. the thing that's happening in your head and that you're con constantly focusing on saying to yourself oh that's the truth that's the reality yeah that kind of stuff the parson was definitely a way at least first time around was the gate sort of opening to that lifestyle of being now and being here mm. definitely not the end end point you know like one vipassana day or sorry one vipassana i said go anchor retreat and you're like, yeah, you're in like, you know, Buddhahood. Mm. I mean, Goenka himself yeah. calls it uh, the kindergarten. Yeah, 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 right? yeah, yeah. Dude, you see why towards the end. Mm. But around day mm. six, you realize like, or day seven, actually, at least for me, day seven, it was like, holy shit, reality is what's happening now. This course teaches you what reality is out of experiential reality. Mm. Not like, mm. wow, this is actually what reality is. And some dude tells you. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely agree. Uh, what do you reckon, Yanni? First time. Yeah, first time. Well, my my only time going to to a ten day Vipassana course, yeah, it was it was pretty mind blowing. Like I I had my had my reservations about it. I wasn't sure about it. Um, I wanted to keep an open mind the whole time. I I thought I don't know seeing seeing how Geo had changed from the first course in his daily life. I was like, okay, there's some there's obviously something to this. Um, but yeah, only, only actually going and experiencing it, you, you understand, like, I don't know. I remember thinking like, okay, I understand how to actually live moment to moment and like take every moment as it comes because like you, you, you get taught this technique that really allows you to observe the, the reality of the present moment. And that, and like, it's just mind blowing. <laughs> I don't, it's so hard to explain this. It's, it's crazy. I don't know. There's. Yeah, uh, I guess the most profound experience for me there was on on day six. I guess I was like getting into the course, I uh, getting into the technique. I was understanding how it worked like mechanically, but I didn't really get why I was there and why I was doing it. And like that whole like thought pattern was just like building in me for like these six days. And then on like the at the towards the end of day six it sort of hit i hit a breaking point where i was like i just had a mild anxiety attack i was like fuck this i want to go home i'm not what what the fuck's going on in my life that i need to have this technique so i can eliminate misery blah blah blah. what the fuck and then like that turned into me being like my dog's home sick what if i don't what if i go home and she's not there what the fuck uh and then like i was just like sitting in my room like almost crying like i want to go home and then i was and then i thought wait a second 
This is this me. is why I'm here <laughs> to observe this. And like I was like feeling like that, like you know those tingles you get when you have an anxiety attack. And I'm like, okay, let's go into the next meditation. Let's feel this. I was like half in tears during that whole meditation. Like, what the fuck? This is crazy. Like anxiety is literally just sensation overload. Like I'm just feeling everything. And yeah, you just, uh, you just realize uh, for me, at least you realize like reality is, is like you were saying is just what is happening in this present moment. Yeah. And it's going to pass. It's going to change. It's going to come back. It's going to do what it does, you know, but yeah. it's, it's not, it's not the shit that's going on in your head. Yeah. It's everything. It's much more immediate. It's, it's everything. Say? It's what's going on in your head. That is also reality, but it is also everything else yeah. that you just forget to pay attention to. Yeah. You know, dude, what was that? Jill? What was that? Like that, that Zen monk that had that lecture. Do you remember his name? I never saw it. Fuck dude. I forget his name, but he, he had like a really good take, like some meditator it was like, he had a really good take on like, like integrating the, the experience of thoughts into reality is just like reality happens. It's the thing that's immediately happening, obviously. Right. And then he says the thoughts and whatever are like a, they're like a screen or an imagination of what's happening, but mm. they're, they're, they're so linked together. Like it's, it's not enough to just negate the thoughts. Mm. Like that's like a novice move. Yeah. Just be like, Oh no, reality is not the thoughts. Like fuck that reality is like the he, he, well, that is true to an extent, yeah, yeah. but it's just like the thoughts are also reality, but they're just like the way I kind of made sense of it during Vipassana, which was like the, the thoughts of what's going on. <clears throat> that's like smoke coming from the fire that's burning, which is right. reality. Mm. Right. Mm. And it's just like that stays, that's like a direct byproduct from reality. That's directly happening. You can link that smoke back down to the very point, something burnt. Right. But like the moment that the thought or the smoke comes up, just watch it. And it disappears as time just fades, mm. right? And it's like, that's what thoughts are. Yeah. It's like, they're like a screen or they're like smoke. That's just like, it's, a, it's just a two-dimensional interpretation of the three-dimensional world, like, you know, reality. Mm. The thing that makes it more real, obviously, is the, the tying to a sensation. Mm. Right. Because you know I mean? like then the, it makes yeah. it physical. Because the thoughts are like a reaction to what's actually happening. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, for It's like real. the byproduct. Mm, mm. And this is like the techniques about teaching you to observe the actual reality of what's happening as opposed to your habit, your habitual reactions to it. Because mm, we yes. all react habitually in different ways to the same reality even yeah, or yeah. our own realities. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's learning to get that distance yeah. and just observe mm, the, actual, yeah. the actuality. Exactly mm. that. Yeah. And, it, and somehow, like, you know, through scanning your body a million and one fucking times, you, know, <laughs> you come to realize that. The crazy thing is, is like, you know, you, like you can read this shit in a book. You can hear it on a podcast like you're probably hearing now and be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Ha ha. Ha ha ha. Very yeah, good. Now yeah. I know what reality is. Sick. Now I don't have to go. It's like, nah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. a different thing but entirely. But then you're, you're still in your head. Yeah. Thinking, oh, that's what reality is. Exactly. I understand. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, I understand it, but you don't. Don't ex you haven't experienced? You haven't experienced it, it. Yeah. yeah. And you yeah. haven't practiced, yeah. Exactly. Like getting back to just the sensation, mm. just the actual reality. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm. No, I agree. In a sense, yeah. Consider Vipassana as like training of that, like you know, because a lot of people have this vague idea of even without any you know particular meditation training. It's like you know, people generally know, oh, being present is a good thing. Yeah, being yeah. you know in the present moment or just bringing yourself back down to something grounded like that. 
But the thing is, like, just saying that to yourself doesn't really do anything. Like, it can remind you, but what this is is essentially training yourself to access a mode of being wherein you can naturally do that rather than just like, oh, it's something you try to summon out of nowhere. It's like, well, okay, well, it actually gives you a place to summon yeah. it or a way to connect to it, you know? So just a proposition, mm. you know, you can't like, you can't, I guess in Viveki's, like, you know, Dr. John Viveki, I recommend him through and through, you know, your boys and I have talked about him a million times. Yeah. The dude on the meaning, that does a very good series on the meaning crisis. Um, he talks about this, the difference between propositional knowing and existential or experiential knowing. Mm. It's just like if you're telling yourself literally with just words or information, be present, that's not going to do anything. It's like you have to existentially know it. Yeah, you have you to experientially have know to it. Be yeah. present. You have to be present. <laughs> yeah, not have presence. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think Vipassana. Yeah. I think Vipassana kind of forces those moments of like quantum change. Yeah. Mm. Like that kind of story that we all run hits you like a ton of bricks. Yeah. And I don't know about you guys, but I had like maybe several moments where I was fully disconnected from the story. Like I was fully mm. observing that script running in my head the yeah, movie bro. script mm, yeah 100%. so it's like so it's like now returning it's like you're fully aware of that occurring and like you know reality kind of like grinds you down in its way yeah. yeah but it's like i suppose now in my head it's like what do i do with that like this tool this power or like having having seen that having seen the mind i guess that's what it is yeah. but really like what it is mm. I don't know. I guess I'm figuring that out. And I'm dude, suppose that's, that's, we're all here to kind of figure that out together. Yeah, dude. Well, I actually wanted to get into that. I wanted to get mm. into like how everyone is like coping. Because mm. I feel like it's more mm. of a cope than than anything else. <laughs> like, like at least, I don't know, at least for me. Look, sorry. <laughs> but like for me, definitely, it's been definitely more lines of the coping with reality. The like post for pastor. Because it's like, dude, like you said, you're you're in a place for 10 days. You're like, you're not speaking. You have no ways to sort of entertain your reality. Your reality is just like yeah. dorm room, meditation room, mess hall, and then the bushwalk. That's it. Over and over again, 10 days. What is it? 10 and a half hours of meditation a day. Mm. You know, you're doing nothing but like discongealing or like yeah, yeah, you know, story, uncongealing yourself from reality and story. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, it has nothing to project on. Yeah. It has so, nothing. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, okay, <clears throat> all, all I can do is observe. Yeah. And then it just, yeah. and like, that's when you get those like, Yanni was like, you get those breakdown moments and like everyone has them. It's just like, holy shit, this is like, why, who, what, when, why? Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah, 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 yeah. Fully, fully. You sort of run, bro. Yeah. 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 And you know, like, you know, some people do and fucking, that's what happens, man. Mm. But like, yeah. um, you know, props, it's, it's scary. It's crazy stuff. You know, 10 Dude. days, like, you know, we, we got through it and mm. fucking all the people that do and did <laughs> fucking props to them. Like, yeah. Okay, yeah. If go, yeah. yeah, go back, you know, yeah, go, go do back. it, do it again. Yeah, dude. To be yeah. honest, like I don't know the way I see it's like D Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's like it's fucking day one. Oh, sorry, day zero. You know how much that pissed me off. Yeah, when yeah, we got yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, yeah, when you when you first show up, like Gio the whole time, I'm not getting angry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, Gio beforehand the whole time's like ten days, bro. That's it. Fuck that, it was 12. <laughs> it was fucking 12. You never told us that the day, that when you day there, it's day zero, and then day 10. And then, obvi and then obviously, days, 
and time that doesn't pass the same <laughs> way it does in, in Every you know, regular society, bro. Exactly. Yeah, seven, 12 days is more like, you know, bloody yeah, 20 you should, days. Like, yeah. well, you, know, you know, the <laughs> moment I found out that it was day 12 days, like yeah. actually 12 days, I'm like, what in the fuck? <laughs> 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 like like the, on day three, I was oh counting the God. days. I'm like, if day zero was here and we have one more day at the end, that's 12 mm. fucking days. Dude, what the fuck? I got told this was 10. I could cop this for 10. I can't cop it for 12. Where are my fucking cigarettes? <laughs> we were yeah. under the impression that you could speak on day nine as well. Yeah. And then that didn't happen. Yeah. So we were like, looking yeah. at each other. Like, I told you guys it was day 10 you could speak. Oh, because you thought day 10 was the lead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like, it's just like, oh sorry. God. Sorry, guys. <laughs> sorry, guys. It's just like, but yeah, no, I got that day zero, man. I was like, oh, you have now passed day zero. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? But anyway, yeah, dude, look, 100%. Like, mm. you're fucking sitting there for essentially, well, I'd say, I'd say nine solid days. And then, yeah. and then two days at the mm. end or three days at the end. Well, day zero doesn't really count because you're still in your, like, you know, your pre-vipassana world. And then yeah, day yeah. 10 and 11 are like, taking mdma for 12 hours bro. <laughs> like you just have euphoric bliss the whole time but yeah dude 100 you have no place in any way shape or form to project your narrative onto so it just sits in your head and continues mm. and continues and continues until yeah you inevitably come to a breakdown situation yeah. and you're just like holy fuck you, you feel like or you feel that part of yourself almost implode mm. right then you come back to reality which is the coping thing i was talking about which is like now you're in a place in a world where you have all your old dopamine patterns running. Mm. You know what I mean? All your old oh. dopamine, all your old narratives, like they have suddenly again, they have their usual all canvases. Your, all your old habits. Your all habits. Your you're in charge routines, again. All yeah. Your, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then exactly. it's just you're like, in charge again. it's up to you now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> and, it, and it's, it's you like- You don't have the gong to tell you what to do all the time. <laughs> right? You don't have Deepak to look at for reassurance. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> But, um, and then, yeah, that's, I feel like that's when you feel it the most, when you like mm. watch yourself. I remember you, Gio, you were, you were saying that mm. you experienced it. I'm definitely experiencing it now. Oh, for sure. Which man. is just like, you finish the 10 days and you're just like day one back in the real world. Mm. And you're like, oh, you have this afterglow for maybe like a half a week, a week. And then after that, you just like, you're watching yourself almost degrade. <laughs> you know what I mean? Willfully, like, like yeah, willfully. That's like the. It's not mm, like a. Yeah. This time around, you can't blame anyone. Yeah. That's the craziest part. Yeah, because you're not you like. Are, oh, it's you, because you, this un you understand yeah. that it's all you. You understand yeah. that you're the one giving into your own craving. You're the, yeah. the one giving into your own aversion. You're the. You're the. Mm. You're the fucking <laughs> leader of your life. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will. I will say on that note. Um, that's definitely a first time thing. Uh, because I had this yeah. sensation a mm. lot the first time. Uh, I haven't had it at all now. Um, mm. I think, and I, what I, my belief is that it's like the sheer shock of seeing such a game changing, you know, new way to just like understand reality and then, you know, and really having this profound sort of deep experience of it and then coming back to the mundane, there's an inherent tension between them. But after you've done that, after you've done that once, I think your expectations are less well, you go into your second for passing a course with different expectations. Yeah, now, I yeah, can only speak right. to the expectations I came in with. So, you know, I, I can imagine there's people who do get this multiple times and maybe, you know, maybe you might, I just don't know. But for myself, I went in saying, look, I want to work on my meditation. I'm going to go here and just get the 100 or so hours of meditation practice. And I just want to go really hard on meditating, full well knowing what the meditation path was, full well knowing I got more meditation to do in the future. Um, not knowing at all what is actually going to happen during that time. But I found it made me able to, you know, 
like I said earlier, my first time was totally mind-blowing. The second time was equally life-changing, but not in the same mind-blowing way. Like, these are, like, truths that I had heard as, like, dim dreams or, like, faint whispers the first time mm. just became a lot more vivid. It's like the same experience, but just a lot deeper and yeah. a lot more profound. Well, no, not more profound. I just more, it's just deeper. It's just a deeper version of, the, you know, what that sort of mode of being is. Um, equally profound, but it's just a different thing. And so coming back, I've been, you know, I've been noticing, okay, look, more I don't have the same- experiential banyard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. Um, I've been noticing, look, I don't have the same level of like um, focus. I don't have the same level of just in general uh, insight or ability to be, at, at, you know, as- um, I guess you could say just as switched on as I was at meditation, but it doesn't necessarily feel like a, a thing that needs to be coped with from my perspective. Like yeah. now it's like, oh, that's just totally normal. If anything, the, the thing I'm doing now is I've embraced the fact that, look, I'm not pursuing a monk's life. I'm pursuing a life of the householder. Therefore, I shouldn't worry about falling short of the monk, but rather trying to integrate these sort of brief monk-like experiences I've had into my daily life. So it's like, okay, I could be upset that it's like, oh, okay, I have to deal with all these like with work or with my, my commitments or with people when if I'm living as a monk, I wouldn't have any of that. But in reality, it's like, well, the point for me is to just like try and bring just a fraction of the monk-like piece I had into <laughs> my daily mundane life. Mm. And so if anything, it's like, I, I, I feel like I'm still on Vipassana and I will be for the rest of my life. Yeah, Like right. it's just like, it's a lifelong just game of just integrating it. And uh, I'm just seeing it like that. I'm seeing it one step at a time. And, you know, Vipassana never really ends. Courses yeah. end, but Vipassana is forever. That's true. That's a good way to look. That's a healthy way to look at it, to be honest. Um, the thing, yeah, the, I feel like the, as a first timer, and I guess for maybe the other boys as well, it's just like, it's really hard to experience something so like supreme and so like, you know, blissful. And oh, yeah. Not just, mm -hmm. okay, hold on. Apart from like the, the positive sort of side of it that you get, you know, once you've some bullshit, you know, the blissful, the euphoria and all that kind of stuff. But just mm. more so like, you know, once you experience the tranquility that you can achieve, right, mm. in this controlled area, like coming back and like immediately going from something below it is like hard thing to like really get to. Mm. You know, it's hard thing to like integrate first time off. Mm. And like, that's a, that's a thing. You're just like, because your brain is, you know, operating on the, I was better then, now I'm yeah, not. And yeah. then, yeah. you know, you're holding that narrative now in your head. Mm. It's just like, oh, back then I was good, but now I'm not. And then, that's like <laughs> yeah. something to diffuse. Oh, yeah. Almost, I, total, yeah. I was totally there, man. Yeah, I totally yeah, yeah. feel you. But, um, but yeah, that's just like a, a thing in my head. I um, just want to talk about quickly, though, like, what did... I just want to mention, we like spoke about this earlier, but we kept fucking it up. Just um, what the, the daily schedule was. It was 4.30 in the morning, wake up, two hours of... uh meditating optionally in the hall or in your room cheesable or not cheesable depending on who you are <laughs> i definitely cheese it once yes yeah, um more than once actually mm. <laughs> <laughs> then 6 30 have breakfast um you're on a vegetarian diet the whole time so you're just eating like brown rice for breakfast which was kind of weird i've never had brown rice brown rice and prunes brown rice prunes they stew them so they're they're kind of nice and sweet but they're still yeah prunes. <laughs> and then you had the muesli you had toast you had any tea more or less that you wanted oats and yogurt oats yogurt uh, yeah like apples and shit and this is all like i don't know not really like a buffet but like so you know there's a service there that you, give it out to you, you can eat as well like they give you the yeah. option to go for <laughs> yeah, seconds can, but mm. that 
that kind of like affects your meditation. Like mm. you can like be in the hall like bourbon, and you're like feeling shit. too heavy. Shit. Yeah, yeah. People like fighting like, yeah. those prunes, man. Like yeah. 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 <laughs> farting in the hall. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got two, I got two <laughs> people in front of me that farted. Nah, I, I was farting so much in the hall. I was farting so much. I genuinely thought oh, yeah. I shit myself. I was just like sitting there, like, oh fuck, oh god, oh god. Okay, I gotta get out of here. Okay, okay. When's this over? Okay, I'm, I'm out, I'm out. I'm going, I'm Bro, going, I'm going. And I, it was fine. I just farted. You can vipassanize back pain, bro. Everyone's a gangster of vipassanizing back pain. Ooh, I'm getting over this back pain. Ooh, this itch yeah, on my yeah. face. Or oh, the fly on my head. Ooh. Vipassana is needing to take a shit. Yeah, yeah. That's a whole new fucking level. <laughs> That's like, Vipassana is the, the, the fucking na- stomach bleeps and bloops. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... Anyway, so then 6.30 happens. Then from 6.30 to around 8, you have, like, recess time. You get to walk around, do whatever. Great. Well, the black... We went to the Blackheath one, right? Mm. Which had was on top of a fucking mountain. It was, like, mm. blissful, dude. Like, yeah. you walk around, you're in nature. No one's talking, you know, um, which was mad. So, yeah, 6.30 to 8, you have this whole area to walk around and check out, like, you know, the top of a mountain or cliff or whatever. Then 8 to 9, mandatory hall meditation, right? We can all agree... That was eight to nine, yeah? Okay, yes, sick. Yes. Okay. Eight to nine, eight to nine, um, mandatory hall meditation. Then nine to eleven, depending on the teacher's instructions, you either meditate in the hall for longer, which would normally be like forty five minutes longer ish. If you like if that. they said to and do that. Also depending on where you were sitting, yeah, in, where your assigned seat was in the hall. Yeah, they check you out. A lot they, of the time they'll call you, you they'll call you up and ask you questions. Yeah. Stuff yeah. Like that. Not like exams, just like, oh, can just you... how are you going? How are you going? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, then, and then you're back in your room. Then 11 o'clock, you have lunch, same deal. That's your last big meal for the day. That's like your last time you get food, food. You mm. know what I mean? Like plates of food. You know what I mean? Um, and then that's at 11. 11 to, to again, like 1 or one thirty. Was it 1 or one thirty? Either yeah, way, one of the two. Yeah, one thirty. I think. You just like same situation. You had a recess. You just walk around, have a look, go through the bush, <clears throat> do all that kind of stuff, or just sit. And then one to two was oh, no, no, it was what, one was to two thirty. It was one to two thirty. Was room yeah. meditation. Yeah. Then two thirty to three thirty was yeah. mandatory hall. Three thirty to five in your room or in the hall. Then five, if you're an older student like Gio was, you don't get any more food. You get a fucking tea, right? Yeah. What was the tea? Was tea like- with um. Lemon and honey. Yeah, lemon, lemon and honey. Yeah. 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 Honey so, honey is the most food. Yeah, yeah. One spoonful yeah. of honey. That's spoonful of honey. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Makes the medicine go down. That's yeah, yeah. 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 medicine. Yeah. <laughs> Straight out, man. And then, and then, like, you know, the older students get a fucking kiwi fruit, a banana, or some shit. It wasn't bad. And a tea, obviously. Yeah, the new students. The yeah, new students, yeah. yeah. Then five to, sorry, then six to seven, you got mandatory hall meditation. Seven to eight was my favorite thing time well it was mostly 7 8 30 most days yeah, most that was the essen yeah. goenka discourse conversation which was fucking mad mm. every day is different is a different conversation and all that kind of stuff which was cool mm. then you meditate from whenever that finishes till like nine mm. o'clock yeah and then nine o'clock you're in your room and you're sleeping lights yeah. out essentially and then wake up again 4 30 though gong sounds like every hour to, to sort of get you like going yeah, yeah. you know what i mean it wasn't just mm. like a Oh fuck! What time is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I will say though, like that when you have not when you have no phone, you're not talking. You know, <clears throat> when you're following the precepts, like for so long, the the best thing is food, hands yes. down. Like the best thing is you yeah. you see food and you have like the fucking yeah. dopamine rush. 
like you've never had yeah. before and in your not, life. Not that the food there was like bland or anything because it was Mm-mm. quite tasty, but so like good. it didn't matter yeah. that it was tasty. Even if it was just like bread, it it would be the best fucking thing. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> Dude, like, yeah, 100%. And like, I don't know, did you, did you boys get hungry? Like, I'm normally hungry at all. Uh, unlike in the evenings, unlike day the evenings, four and yeah. five, I could I like couldn't sleep because of hunger pains. Really, I, I got past that. Fuck. Yeah. yeah, no, I had a little bit of hunger pains, like a tiny bit, not too much. I mean, doing intermittent fasting, you're fucking yeah, used to yeah. it. But like, you know, yeah, I don't know. It didn't really bother me much. It's that all was... clean food as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not oily and stuff like that. They give you some treats. They give you some desserts. You yeah, got some yeah. some pretty tasty meals. I was smashing those desserts. Yeah. 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 desserts oh, like, oh my God. I was seconds thirding those. <laughs> crumbles. So, yeah, the, the fucking Wait, apple. you could have seconds of the desserts. Oh, yeah, you can. What yeah. the fuck? Yeah, right. uh, <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I limited myself for the desserts. But yeah, no, you know, I, I probably like shouldn't have. I started doing seconds around day five because when I started getting really depressed and anxious. You know, And then I'm like, Fuck, bro, what is it? And then, like, day seven, they tell you, like, all the food here, it, all of it, it's donation-based, you know? Mm. It's out of the donations, and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> and I start yeah. feeling bad. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, dude. Someone's, like, donated, they're, like, helping out, and then there's me. They're just like, oh, yum, yeah. <laughs> but, um, no, that was fucking, that was cool, man. The food was fucking sick. But, yeah, so what do you boys reckon of, like, um... Like I don't know what peak experiences, boys. Let's hear them. What was like? What was like a a moment or a day where you're like, oh, like that's gonna stick with you for fucking ever. Like or like I know Yanni had a fucking challenging moment. I had yeah. a challenging moment. I know about Dylan and Nathan and Gio. What do you reckon, Gio? Um, yeah. Look, what, uh, what was the day that you like? You know, you shit your pants. You're like, okay. Yeah. Big fuck. big thing for me the second time around was um I had just like radically let go of like a tendency to project things onto other people. And particularly it was in the context of like disgust. Um, so it was interesting cause like it's- This is some honest talk right now. Yeah, this is some, this is some real talk, straight up stuff, man. Um, so like basically I'd had this like feeling of, and it's profound experience that disgust is just a, was it this, was this feeling that was holding me back. It's, it's hard to articulate, but it's kind of like, I'd felt as if, like, for example, you know, you'd stare into the abyss, you stare into uh, the darkness of the human soul in any particular kind, and you'd feel disgusted. That's like, oh, well, that's, you know, that's, that's this horrible thing, or that's whatever, whatever it might be, someone who's doing things that are wrong or bad. Um, and I just sort of came to realize that even if that is true, it doesn't really matter at the, mm. at the subjective level. Like, at the subjective level, it's like, okay, well, what are you doing here? You're using your, your you know, sort of, Disgust here is a way to say, oh, where do I stand but compared to this negativity? Um, in a sense, in that moment, I was able to have compassion for things that would normally incite disgust. Um, and that was a huge game changer for me because it just made me come home. And every time I would have an encounter with someone that was negative or someone was outwardly projecting negativity, in the past, I'd be like, oh, well, you know, you're in the wrong here. You know, because clearly what you're doing is wrong. <clears throat> and even if I wasn't, even if, you know, I was sort of right about that, at the objective, even if people say, oh, no, you're right, this person's being a jerk and you were being cool and, you know, whatever, I would come home, you know, I, it would still cause subjective pain. It would cause subjective suffering. But now it's a lot easier for me to say, okay, this person's going through this and that's leading to them being like that. Even if it is something, even if it's outwardly coming negative towards me, I don't find myself as bothered by it anymore. Like, it's, 
this whole realization, I don't know if I can even fully describe the extent of it, but it's just completely like, I would say it's, it's just cut my personal level of like rumination in half. Like, or maybe more, I don't know. I can't even put a number on it, but I just feel like stuff doesn't get to me in the way it used to at a profound level. And it's, uh, it's really cool. Yeah, because I feel like, I don't know, I don't know about you, but that, that like, that, that pain you feel like when you're, that suffering you, you feel, someone's at the door. Um, someone want to get it? <laughs> no, they didn't knock on that door. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. So yeah, that suffering you feel like when you're, when you're like in the right, you know, and you're, I don't know, maybe like telling someone off or something, not even like uh, getting angry at them or anything, but like that, that, that suffering you feel is sort of like a self-righteous suffering. And like, you feel, you feel like you're in the right, but mm. it's, you're still suffering and that's not, not helpful. Mm. That's not a good thing. I think it gives you in. control. Yeah. Like mm. that kind of, um, suffering sensation i guess mm. that's how i navigate that yeah world. It, it allows you to understand like your world and your story well it's a part of your story but mm. like yeah the net output of it is like you live in a world of uh of hell mm. and like if that if that's allowed to go unchecked like cheers sounds like you've had some like profound experience like something mind-blowing mm. but you know i think for for me at least and for the average person who hasn't had that experience it's kind of like <clears throat> yo just be careful how you're suffering. Observe how you're suffering. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, that might give you like some kind of reward. There's like your reward systems built into mm. your suffering as well. Mm. Um, but it's like your net output is negative. It's gonna leave you, gonna leave you down. Yeah. Um, it's it's weird how identity sort of substantiates oh. itself around suffering, or it's like yeah. in in opposition, or like it works together with it. Not like directly, not like you fucking masochistic. I'm not talking about like, you know, you... Yeah, I like well, it can. Mm. It can, yeah, there's <laughs> yeah, definitely cases yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah. Unknowingly, like, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. That yeah, too. unknowingly as well. But um, like the thing is, it's like, okay, you see negativity. It just like compartmentalize that outside the being. It's like, oh yeah, my identity is not there. You know what I mean? And it's just like, okay, yeah, that's suffering. Mm. And then you feel, you feel justified and righteous in your position, looking at mm. suffering and being saying, no, I'm on the other end of that. It's like dopamine for me. Mm. right it's just like that's the addiction you know what i mean but then it's like yeah like you said it's just you know what what are you doing when you do that it's just like okay you're like still using suffering as a fuel source you mm. know what i mean you're still using disgust as a fuel source to navigate yourself it's just like fuck man not a good way yeah i will but, i will yeah. add to that yeah sorry, sorry it's a really that's a really good point because i the, the fact that it's uh using it to fuel yourself is the main thing like even it's I, a big way I came to look at it is like, I'm looking up at the ceiling now and I'm seeing beams holding it up and it's almost like using your sense of disgust or righteous, you know, self-righteous negativity. It's like a, a beam holding up a ceiling. Like it's something that you believe, oh, well, that, I know I'm a good person because, mm. you know, these are the things I have high moral standards or I, you know, I know I'm a strong person because I have high standards to myself and I, you know, I'm for, or for other people or whatever. But then fundamentally, like, the pain that comes from that doesn't help you at all. Like, like the, it's, it's necessary to hold up a roof. And because you, are, you have this roof, or you have this roof, you have this ceiling, you have these sort of barriers that you understand reality in relation to, uh, you can't help but see it as a good thing. Um, you know, but once you have 
this ability to see beyond that, you realize I can build a better house without the need for such sort of like suffering beams. Yeah, painfully yeah, suffering well, beams. Does, yeah. If you if you remove that beam, all right. So you realize the beam's holding it up, the roof up. Mm. You observe the beam, and then does the beam? Okay, if the beam collapses because you realize it's just your story, mm. does the roof collapse? I'd say yeah. yeah. I'd say that's a necessary. I feel yeah. like that's what happens. Like. Well, at least that's what happened for me. Mm. Like in one of my points of the past, I want to like, you know, you had to dissolve a beam because like, you know, this met metaphorical beam of like, you know, your your internal narrative, you know, the coordinates of your internal narrative, you dissolve that. Mm. And it's like, what was what was holding that up now falls and you experience that fall. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I guess the fundamental, fundamental, and then that's when you experience like, you know, a down period, that's your dark pan night of the soul, yeah, your panic attack, your panic yeah, attack, yeah. your anxiety attack, mm. whatever. Mm. It's like only in that position where you're fucking panicking is where you're able to reconstruct it and mm. like, you know, healthily integrate it. You know mm. what I mean? Like, I mm. feel like the, the, the roof caving in on you is absolutely necessary. There's no way yeah. to now devise around that. You know what I mean? There's no way to be like, oh, yeah, I can go to, it's like saying I can go to Vipassana, I'll just have a mad time, bro. it's like a holiday. <laughs> just yeah, like, yeah. do nothing <laughs> you know but it's just like nah that, that beam's gonna fucking collapse dude and like the house is gonna come down with it but now you're closer to truth now you're closer to a position to actually put that in a place where it belongs or a better way to integrate it without having hate beams holding up your shitty mud hut yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. but like dude one thing to say that one thing to do that you know yeah, what I mean yeah. like yeah. completely different story yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like I'm not I'm not trying to just like Put a comfy explanation of yeah, like just fucking like pain we'll, or trauma. Just yeah. like we were yeah. saying before, like you can you can understand these things like intellectually, and you can hear it and be like, "Oh yeah, cool, yeah, like, I get that." Yeah, but it, you have to, you know, you have to go through it to, yeah. to be able to integrate it, to be able to use it, to be able to like you know get the actual benefits from mm. what we're what we're talking about right now. Mm. Mm. Yeah, Yoni, what about you, man? Want to jump into your dog attack? My dog attack. Dog oh, yeah, yeah. Attack. Yeah. With crows and shit. I remember you. Fucking <laughs> 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 crows like swooping oh, down. Oh, that at was you. hilarious. That was just, that was just pure psychodrama, man. That was like Hard. on the, on the, I think on like the first, maybe the second, no, sorry, the second or third day, I was um doing the optional in room meditation and I was just like, I was just like leaning up against the walls, like kind of a little comfy, you know, focusing on my breath. And then, you know, I just fell asleep. I got awoken by a dream of crows coming swooping down on me and I would grab them by the by the beak and the head and then throw them back into the sky and then they'd come swooping back down on me. And I remember waking up and being like, bro, I'm battling my neuroses. Oh, like, oh so silly. But I remember an another another dream I had that was I think Way more, way more um, profound, I guess. Profound. Just it, it, it hit me way harder. It was I was like, I remember being. It was, it was so funny. I was at this Airbnb in quotations, and the whole thing was just like, it was just like, in the ocean, all on rocks, and like I had a bed on rocks. There was like. Uh, stairs there were like stairs made out of the like etched into the rocks carved into the rocks and there was a hot tub there and there were like big pillars and stuff and then like you lie on the bed and you see this massive like beautiful like i think it was like a clock tower or something like in the way off in the distance and um 
yeah, I remember like I like called called some mates over to come to come stay. I was like, this place is sick. You gotta come, gotta come play, uh, gotta come party with me or whatever. And I remember like trying to take a photo of this of this place, and there was no possible way I could get the right angle. And I remember waking up and thinking, oh, okay, so it's like that's an interesting you, you, one. I'm in this place, <laughs> but I can only be in this be in this place to know what it is. I can't show anyone else. Yeah, you know, mm. yeah, that's a top one. Yeah, that's mad. Yeah, I had I definitely had a moment like that. Mm. I think it was like day day seven or some shit. Where I was like meditate, not dream wise, but like you know what maybe what yeah. the dreams like pointing to the same yeah, like, yeah. sort of idea. Like I remember post like Anapana at the end. Anapana is just like a breath work meditation, by the way, just focusing on the breath. Like post Anapana at night time. Oh, that like, dream, by the way, was like day seven or day something. Day seven, yeah. Like I woke up in the morning from it, yeah. And um, I was walking like through back to my cabin, back to J block. Mm. And then fucking, I was like looking around for the first time I'd say in my life, mm. apart from like psychedelic experiences. And I'm not, not counting them because they're like profound in their own way. You know what I mean? But like, I was like looking around and I, I didn't have like any narrative, like there were like no words, no thoughts in my head, nothing. I was just like mm. looking at things for what they oh, were. Right. Yeah, and I, I was just, that. yeah, mm. and I was just like, bruh, is this, is this what I've been fucking missing out yeah, on? Yeah, it's like no one told me about this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, like straight up. I was lied to yeah. <laughs> about, about nothing. Bart. Just fully, just fully, just looking around and just being like, "Holy fuck, dude!" There's no like, there's no words, there's no pictures. Mm. Yeah. There's okay, no, yeah, you... there's nothing to like. Oh, I'm having a good time at the moment. I'm yeah, having yeah. a beautiful time at the. No, it was just like I'm having a time. Mm. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, what's happening here is happening. Well, this is what it's like, freeing. Having like an freedom. equanimous time. Equanimous. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, this is boggling my mind, and I know like the dream was profound to you, yeah, but yeah. like, you know, if reality is just like you know. Mm. then like what is the dream world how does the dream world like that's something make up or like yeah. integrate into the fact that reality just is like mm. i think oh i i, I don't know because well, we're hard we were all into like and we still are into jung and like dream yeah. analysis and blah 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 now Dude, I've like been thinking about the same thing well, over the past like while. i mean i mean like isn't isn't dreaming just the 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 the, the way we evolve like daydreaming and dreaming while you're sleeping that like pretty sure it's just the way like humans evolved dreams and like just you know uh thoughts that don't pertain to reality at this moment they're just you trying to contextualize past experiences and trying to understand reality working backwards Dude, I think yeah, I think along the same so lines. I think that I think that's what it is. Well, well it sounds I like it's, it's the about, mind. Yeah, it yeah, is. it and, is the mind. And I think after Vipassana, like I'm kind of like at war with the mind. Dude, mm. the thing, yeah, I I reckon at least for me, I reckon dreams are like a more natty way before language. They're like what language tries to point at. You know what I mean? But like dreams are like the symbolic, the actual visceral reality to what like words try to connect themselves to, right? Yeah. And then I'm like, they're just like a, a more natty way. And natty, I mean, is a natural way, you know, pre-language. If you look at language as like a construct mm. that's like been developed for fucking aeons. But like dreams are like the natty way of interpreting the world. Like looking at the world purely symbolically, you're still looking at the world through like a lens. You're still looking at the world through a dream, literally, right? Mm -hmm. But it's just like, it's just a more natty way to do that. 
I don't know, like at least for me, when it comes to Jung, post for past, not after experiencing a like real reality, it's just like, yeah, Jung's cool, but like, fuck, man. Like, I, I don't want to, I don't want to be a scholar to like understand reality. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't want to have to. You shouldn't have yeah, to. You be. shouldn't have to like yeah, have yeah. read 50 fucking books mm. of like Kant and like Hegel and all that kind of shit and like Jung and like read through all these experiences just to get the like what's happening in front of you. Mm. It's like, I don't know. That's where I've been put at odds with the whole Jungian thing. Mm. I'm not, I'm not like discrediting Jung completely. Well, that's interesting because that's like analyzing dreams. Yeah. Because that's yeah. like the, the post you've had the dream. Now you're analyzing. Yeah. It. Right. Yeah. And it's like, I've got an interesting one for this, Dylan. Mm. Like, I don't know. I don't know the answer to your question, but um, like on day seven or something, I had this morning of day seven. I had this dream. It's this dream that I've been having since I was young, bro. I don't know what it is. It's not so much a dream. It's like- It's one with a car and the-, the No, the man. This, this is like, I've talked, I've talked to you about this, but like, it's so hard to describe. It's like, not only is it a dream, I'll wake up and I'll be like tripping. I'll be having this experience, right? I woke up and it's so weird to describe because it's so sensory, but there's a narrative involved with it. Mm. It's like, there's something going on and in the past it's mm. given me like big anxiety. It's like, a, I'm tripping out, man. It's like, <laughs> but it's weird in a couple of days later, I think, or a day later when I was meditating in the hall, the same experience hit me. Whoa. The same experience, the same feeling, it all came, except I was, I was in my meditation and I was observing it. And it was like, it was, it's like the, my sense of the room that were in the hall was like expanding. It's like the whole place felt like it was getting huge. Mm. Like the whole thing was getting so large, but not only that, like I also became aware of this tension, like from kind of my palms all the way across through my chest into the other arm. And I started feeling this sensation of this of this tension or this thing was growing. And it was like I was hugging this huge mass, this huge thing. And I was just watching it, not flipping out at all. Just kind of like, wow, this feels weird. Just noticing the sensations. And then after I was watching it for a while, it started dissolving. Because this is something they talk about in Vipassana, right? They talk about how you have kind of gross physical sensations and you know, in reality, we're not this solidified thing. We're more fluid in nature all the way down to the atomic level. And so if you can dissolve these really solid masses within the body that we hold, then you can, I guess you flow more freely, the energy you through can, you. Yeah, if you can let them Yeah. in a way. Right, and like you, don't, you don't even you're do not, anything. You're not doing anything. You just, gotta, just, you just have to them. not react to it. Yeah, yeah. And so by not reacting to it and just watching it and kind of just enjoying that, it just started dissolving huge, mm, massively, right? Yeah. This huge thing, I was feeling it dissolve. And then all of the tension that I hold in my chest, like, disappeared. Mm. This was, like, the most pleasant experience I had there. Mm. You just, have previously had tension in your chest. Yeah, and I think I'm getting it again because, like, I'm going back to reality. reality yeah, I'm a bit yeah. of a gronk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all build tension because yeah. of, like, our normal lives. Yeah. So it's like... But it sounds like your mind right and from what the the story you just said was like your dream world had physical manifestations which mm. which you observed and then from the ment like i was gonna say the mental but from that meditative like observation it dissolved right it, it wasn't like yeah. oh you know i went to a massage parlor or something 
and they like yeah, no. clicked my my arm back or something. You know what I mean? It was and by detaching from the narrative. Like the narrative mm. was bullshit all along. Like, yeah. like this. You know, we think we have all these problems and we understand them in a way, and we think, oh, this is what needs to happen to solve our big problem. Yeah, yeah. But it's like in reality, when the problem disappears or dissolves, or you have the experience of freedom from it, it's like it's it's completely devoid of that whole narrative that you had about it. Yeah, it dude. just happens in mm. a different way. Mm. Like it surprises yeah, yeah. you, like it should. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't happen the way you think it should. Yeah, and, yeah. And good because the way you thought it should happen was you were keeping it alive. Like, yeah, dude, yeah. that's like the bottom line. Hey, that's like fully. That's like the the fucking fully the bottom line with like problems in the world, like on a personal level at least. You know, which is like, you have something. No, this is the way it should be done. You know what I mean? No, this is the way it should be done. This is the way. Oh, I was talking to this chick, dude. Fuck, man. She said no. Nah, oh, fuck. You know, mm. this is the way. This is what should have happened. It's, it's cause of happened. my hair. It's cause. It's cause yeah, of this. Yeah. It's cause of that. It's oh, like, if I say this now, this will fix yeah, it. It will fix it. Yeah, yeah. Change. Yeah. Uh, what I if can, I go back? I what if I go back? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Give me another chance. Yeah, boys. On this, on that note, I was gonna say like this was written in the room of one of my of like where I was staying for past night, just like in pencil on the corner. It's like just leave it to Dudma. Mm. Yeah, straight up. Yeah. Just that, that oh, being I want to cover the terms. More. I want to cover the terms real quick. That's we something I wanted know. to do. Yeah. If yeah. I'm interrupting anything, yeah. anyone. No okay, yeah. So the terms. <laughs> yeah, we'll yeah. start with Dharma, right? Yeah, yeah Dharma. The way I understand it is like yeah, the nature, and nature. the law. And if anyone goes against it, they'll be smitten down. Right? <laughs> God wills it. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, no, essentially, like, Dharma, yeah, essentially what Dylan said, I see it as the same way, like, nature, the river, the Tao. Logos? The Logos, yeah. yeah, like, anything, but not Logos in, like, a highly logical, conceptualized way, like, oh, everything's on this super logical level. Mm, mm. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, like, um, <laughs> you know, but just, like, things that are happening, and, like, the way things happen, pure, like, nature. Experiential nature. reality. Experiential How reality. How it actually works. Yeah, not, not your logical conception of it, you know, not the mm. scientific measurement of it. Just like the the way shit works, right? Then there's banya. I'm gonna say it in the accent that Goenka said it. Banya, banya, which means wisdom, right? Yes. Experiential banya. Experiential banya. <laughs> Dude, after ten days, you so get used to his fucking calming voice. You just oh my take God, it with it's you. Wonderful. It's wonderful. Wonderful. So wonderful. So wonderful. So wonderful. So wonderful. Story to story. <laughs> and there's what's sangha? Sangha. is like the community. Community. Sangha's the church. Sangha's the not really church, but Sangha's like, you know, the Discord. <laughs> <laughs> the forum. The boys. The boys. <laughs> you know, then then you have um you have uh moha. Moha which means ignorance. You know what I mean? The self ignorance specifically, right? Then you have uh what else you got? You got Buddha or Buddha. You know, it's Buddha. You know, um what else is there? Anicca. Anicca, that's Anicca. a big Anicca. one. Anicca means Anicca. impermanence. I reckon that's the biggest one. Yeah. That's, oh, the biggest that's the take home. That's the take Forever home yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. Changing. Yeah. Forever changing. And he says like, you know, everything comes down. Everything, everything that exists is subject to the law of the universe, the law of Anicca. Mm. You know what I mean? But yeah, I don't know. And that's why you yeah. don't need to react to what's happening yeah. in your compulsive ways. Yeah. Because no, it just changes. It, yeah. Yeah. You're you're reacting out of ignorance. Yeah. yeah. Well, you that, don't know that it's just going to- You're acting out of more. It comes and goes. <laughs> that was, and that was a massive, during my anxiety attack, it's a massive realization I had. You, you have all these sensations going on when you've got anxiety, you've got this adrenaline pumping through you and that manifests physically on your body. But then like- 
I don't know how to explain it, but like, it's not, not for me at least, none of those sensations were necessarily unpleasant. Conducive. You know, or, it was yeah. just like, there were just sensations. And I was, <laughs> I remember thinking like during my meditation, like, oh, you know what? You know what? If someone gave me, if someone said to me, you'd, exp if I give you this pill, you'll experience this for like 10 minutes. I'd be like, yeah, why not? That sounds pretty fun. <laughs> you know, like, but that was literally my anxiety sensations. It's so, it's yeah. so crazy to think about that way. Well, you know, it's you funny. Know? Anxiety and um, excitement are the same body. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Same part of the brain that's yeah. functioning. I think obviously there's differences, but like- And if you, yeah, if you sit and observe that, you, you realize that experientially. Yeah, dude. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, crazy dude I had a fucking whack experience I had a fucking panic attack that Yanni saved me from unknowingly <laughs> <laughs> like, like, but um I so, thought I thought you were just working out man <laughs> <laughs> dude it's so fucked um, I don't think I've explained this to like all the boys sat down like no, I haven't heard it you no. haven't heard this no. Same. really you haven't heard that no fuck off I swear to god I told you I don't remember oh okay let's hear it let's, let's hear it let's hear it no, I was having to sip from a vape real quick. Don't smoke. Don't give in to your cravings. <laughs> yeah, post post nicotine. Post give, the past and the Don't nicotine. give in to your sankara. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's one term I would discuss. Yeah, sankara, the, which is the all the habit pattern of the mind. Yeah, what what are they? The reactions. Your reactions, yeah. your cravings. Yeah. You know, so everything everything Goenka says can cravings be, and aversions as well. Craving yeah, and yeah. aversions. Yeah, sorry, craving and aversions is the right one. Um, go S and Goek essentially says that anything that happens on the body or like your reaction to anything that happens, like either fits into the territory of craving or aversion. Like your, your mental reaction. Yeah. Your mental reaction is yeah. your physical sensation. And then that produces or continues the narrative in your head, which is mm. your Sankara. You know yeah. what I mean? That's all linked like an interlinked system. It's just like something happens. No, I don't want this unpleasant. Oh, mm. whoops. <laughs> no, I don't want this unpleasant. Unpleasant. That's your aversions. It's like, oh no, I want this. I want this wonderful. Mm. That's your cravings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, it's like, and that that's that fuels like the whole narrative in your head. Essentially, when you're living, it's just like, oh, I don't want this to happen in life, but I want this to happen in life. I really want this to happen in life. I don't want this to happen in life. That's how we live, man. That's we're, how we live. We're yeah. literally like in a constant state of like, huh? <laughs> 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 and, you just, and you just go around living like in, in, in it's a hedonic treadmill right yeah yeah like, hedonic um, treadmill yeah which this is that's wigging me out as well like yeah. the fact that you know we're on that yeah <laughs> like, that's, uh, like get me off get me off <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Some, well that's that's the case for samsara the samsara is just like the continuous hedonic treadmill just mm. samsara's like realization of life is just like Dying and being reborn. Maybe that's in like the grand level, like yeah. you know, like the post-life liberation, liberation, transcendental, like dying for because they believe in reincarnation. You know, being a Buddhist or Buddha reincarnating with karma. Karma is your unfinished sankaras, the fuel that's giving you to live again. But essentially, let's take that away from like the spiritual sense for a second and say, okay, fuck all the reincarnating and all that kind of stuff. Let's look at it in like day-to-day -day life. Like, what's continuing your present mind state? Just like, you know, not sorting out your previous bullshit, not dealing or dissolving your cravings, not dissolving your aversions leads to that continuating and you're being reborn every second in your life according to this blueprint that you've carried with you this whole time, this headspace, mm. this mental space, this thought pattern. And mm. all your positive experiences and all your negative experiences are all categorized 
by this frame of mind that you have that you call yourself, mm. right? So, yeah, getting out of samsara doesn't doesn't necessarily have to mean like, oh, when I die, I want to be dead for good, like a, the, the way the scripture sort of works, sure. But like in a very fucking real practice in day-to-day -day life, you should ask yourself, do I want to keep reincarnating the same mental state? Mm. Yeah, you know, yeah. or do I want to have nirvana or nirvana from it, which is release from it, which is like I'm indifferent to who I was a second ago or a minute ago, a year ago, or since this day or whatever. You know what I mean? It's just like that's what it means to like sort of dissolve that. So you're saying vipassana can dissolve that? Yeah, I believe. I reckon. I reckon like vipassana can. I reckon I, I it's think... the key to to like blowing up your ideologies. I think like what Zizek says is like, I think Vipassa is the tool for post-ideology. Believing in purely nothing. Or at least- Or perhaps pre-ideology. Or pre-ideology. Or at least oh, any, yeah. any- But one and the same. <laughs> yeah. Any, any meditation technique that yeah. is focused on yeah. the body- Samadhi. Body sensations. Well, it's like what's naturally yeah, occurring, not, yeah, right? Yeah. That's yeah. Like, what I like, got from- Yeah. Like Zen, Zen meditation where you literally just sit. Shinkatazo. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. That's, yeah. That, that that as well is, well is is another path I think, but yeah. I think we're on the oh, we're, for all, sure. we're on the, the path in the path I think. One probably. more one more thing one more thing I wanted to say with this uh, another yeah. word another word <laughs> <Maybe>. is <laughs> another word is samadhi samadhi which means you know concentration and you were telling me Gio, the other day and Dylan was there as well it's just like samadhi is your ability to concentrate and that is what leads to banya or wisdom. It's just like wisdom comes to concentration. Well, yeah, as in like wisdom is essentially, uh, oh, sorry, concentration is a necessary uh, precursor to your wisdom. Yeah. I think an analogy that Lee Brasington uses is, um, which I think is really good, is if you're trying to, understanding is like cutting through a table. Yeah. Training your wisdom, uh, tr sorry, training your concentration is sharpening that blade. Yeah. It just makes it easier to cut through the table. Makes mm. your, you know, your mind is sharper, your mm. focus and attention are all better. Yeah. Um, well, you've been straying yeah. from Vipassana to train or like harness that kind of concentration. Am I right? Yeah, Jew, you've been doing like jhanas. Oh yeah, right? I've, been, I've, been, I've been breaking the rules. Forgive me, forgive me for passing the lords for breaking, I have breaking, sinned. Yes, breaking yeah. Goanka's rules, I, I think. Yeah, it's more, true. More, been... than, more than <laughs> Vipassana rules. Oh no, yeah, exactly. Well, as I was saying earlier as well, like on that note, before I get into that, I was going to say, um, end of the day, it's all just Buddhism, man. And, you know, the point of it is to capture, is to sort of understand the three marks of existence. Like Anicca, impermanence, we've already discussed. Um, anatta, which is non-self, and then dukkha, which dukkha, is, which is suffering. suffering or dissatisfactoriness, or however you want to define it, uh, or translate it, I should say. Um, look, with, with the jhanas, I've been doing that to sort of just hide in my ability to concentrate, particularly after coming back from Vipassana, um, is that the biggest thing that goes for me is my ability to actually focus after being in a retreat. Mm. It's just um, all mm. the, you know, the mind, I think everyone naturally develops much better focus when they're there. Yeah, you've and got then, nothing else to focus exactly, on. Exactly, it's, yeah. it's pretty much it. You will clear your stuff out. Mm. Now with all the inevitable sort of day-to-day -day stuff of life, it's easier to get distracted by that. Um, so I've been sort of practicing the jhanas, which are essentially high states of concentration, um, which is a way of training pure samadhi. They're not used as to be insightful into ultimate reality. And the Buddha himself did, you know, the jhanas, and then he rejected them all and said, you know, and then moved on to doing Vipassana meditation. But, um, you know, some will say on that basis, that means, you know, the Buddha said they're not good, you don't need them. Or on the other hand, you'd say, well, the Buddha needed to go through that before he got to where he's at. Um, and look, for me personally, I'm like, look, I just don't know. 
I can't really take people's word for it. I want to experience it for myself. And that's essentially what I'm doing. I'm just experimenting with it, um, trying to train myself in something new and trying to develop my meditation, I guess, as diversely as possible. So I can sort of be a better meditator more broadly, or perhaps I should, no. Better yet, it's like, I want to learn these skills off the mat. And then that means like just getting good at one particular technique doesn't really mean anything. Mm. If it's like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm on the mat and it, it gives me this one skill that doesn't apply to other parts of my life. Yeah. The goal mm. for me overall is like I said earlier, is to be a great householder, to, you know, integrate mm. these things overall. So mm. enlightenment is still on the table or? Oh, maybe. I, don't know. I mean, it, look, if I was seriously looking for enlightenment, I'd be going monk mode. Yeah. The thing yeah. is, if anything, I've taken a step where I'm like, I'm thinking, okay, look, I, it's not something I'm working towards immediately. It's like, if I were, it's like, well, I wouldn't waste my time, <laughs> you know, writing uh, operas, which I'm doing now. Like, for example, <laughs> the, the past week, I took six days off of meditation to because I want to work in this composition, uh, which has got a really tight deadline. Um, and because of that, it's like, <laughs> because of that, it's like, I'm like, okay, think, okay well, yeah, it made, it made sense. But, uh, sorry, it made sense to do that. And like, I only got back into meditation today. Um, but however, if I was really serious about nothing but meditation, then why even put myself in a yeah. situation where I am trying to develop my musicianship or trying to, you know, work on, you know, just music in general. So fundamentally, my goal now is to integrate these teachings and integrate these sort of monk-like experiences into day-to-day -day life. Yeah, for sure. Right. Like I don't know. I'm like fully agitated with the mm. whole meditating for an hour a day. Mm. I think I agree with you on like, yeah, I think my goal is to be liberated. Like we were talking about before the Sankaras, like I want to dissolve those because I'm happier. I'm in a better state of mind and mm. I'm healthier mm. when those are at a distance. But hey, you like you skip a meditation or two, like those things creep back up. Yeah, Dude, so it's like, they and they yeah. multiply. And they <laughs> multiply, right? Yeah, like, um, yeah, that's like physical things like addictions and like mental things, which is like your stories. Mm. They'll come creeping back. Well, at least I find yeah. they'll come creeping back mm. when you like skip out on meditation. Mm. I'd say, um, I'd say, yeah, this, this, uh, I feel like, I feel like the way, I feel like, yeah, I think Goenka said this. I think he said the way to look at it is like, in that level, you should look at faith towards it, being like, asking yourself, like, the simple question, do you want to keep us up? It's no, just, like, then, like, have faith even in the aggression or, like, the, the mm -hmm. agitation. It's just, like, understanding that the agitation is still just, like, a, an impurity. And the more you experience the agitation, the more, and you don't feed it, like, mm -hmm. so you don't give into it or whatever the fuck, then, like, you know, you just watch it come up, feel the agitation, like, fully feel it, be like, fuck up. I want to get up, fuck mm. this. And then just like, don't move, <laughs> which is the hardest thing to do. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. Cause I, when my fucking PC broke and I was in lockdown for 10 days, same thing happened. I was just like, dude, I don't fucking meditate for two and a half hours a day. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. But then mm. I said to myself, what does this agitation feel like? Mm. And that's so when, you end, and then, that's when you end up having the most profound, the yeah, best exactly. meditation. When you're also, like, I don't want to fucking do this. Yeah. And, and, also, <laughs> and you push through. <laughs> at the same time, it's like, what oh, else am I going to do? Am I going to be on Facebook? Like, what am I going to do instead of this? My computer's fucking broken. What am I going to browse fucking YouTube for yeah, <laughs> like yeah. two hours? Chafe, mentally chafe myself. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. I don't know. That's, if you're lucky enough for your com computer to fucking break, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. 
Well, oh. you can only do that for so long, right? Yeah. And then, yeah. and then it's like, oh shit, what am I doing? You know, like. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's fucking, it's weird, man. I guess, I guess the distinction that Geo made is probably like the healthiest one. It's just like, what does it mean to be like a healthy householder versus like, do you want to be a monk or you want to get into alignment? Yeah. You'll find a balance. Nonetheless, I feel like, even if you, I don't know, I was about to say fall from grace <laughs> from it because it feels like that, like you know, post for passing, like fuck, dude, gone for ten hours a day, like you know pushing half an hour like when i got back i was, didn't meditate for like a week mm. i was like fuck that but um the thing was it's just like dude now you're like they have n now you've lived past the past and you know what true freedom is mm. you can't like ignorantly go back mm. as comfortable as you could maybe at least yeah. for me you know what i mean like you know that's my like, fuck dude that was real freedom like me telling myself now oh when this happens, then I'll, then everything will be sweet. And it was cool that I have a pass, but when this happens, things will be sweet. It's like, mm. and now I know that won't work. Yeah, and I'm like, fuck. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, take it from me, man. Like I've been getting into some fucking back to my old habits yeah. recently. And like, I was, I've been slack on meditating lately, but like we meditated for a little bit for an hour before we yeah, came yeah. to do this podcast. And man like it i really needed it <laughs> i didn't realize yeah. until i yeah, did it yeah, yeah. and yeah. it's like the truth is that i can't lie i can't hide from is like when i pushed that all away and just got back to like my compulsive behavior man shit does multiply yeah <laughs> it just does get yeah. worse man yeah it does but yeah, it's, it's also funny, good the good news is it's in your hands though yeah because you notice yeah. when you when you do keep when you do keep up your practice and you do meditate like morning and evening doesn't matter if you do the full hour like they recommend after after you finish your course like yeah, you if can you do, do an hour if those 15 minutes are golden mad yeah if you like, do your meditation you 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 can you end up carrying that meditative mindset throughout the rest of your day yeah maybe not in the same way that you would when you're purposefully intentionally trying to remain equanimous it, it, but it does bleed into the rest of your day mm. without you trying. It yeah. just happens because you've got that little bit of practice. That mm -hmm. yeah, that, that practice. <laughs> yeah, I'll say the number one goal is ultimate equanimity. Mm. It's like yeah. whether, whether that's like enlightenment, like the the, the ground yeah. word Liber for liberation from liberation. Thought. But yeah, just like equanimity. It's just like fucking. Let's like learning not to attach behind mm. situations in your head, and and even one of them may be also like meditating. As like the goal, like oh, I got to meditate to become whoever. Like it will definitely help. But if you've yeah. like, if you've mm. like path of path pathologized it, mm. it's just like fuck. Then you're going the opposite way. Yeah, yeah. It's just like oh, I have to I have to kick the numbers, man. I got to do these meditations. I got to get them in. Otherwise, I'm fucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like well, now you're also fucking yourself, and you're like giving birth to the sankara of just like believing that you could be freed under like this this mm. condition again yeah, it's, that was me after the know. first time yeah um look i will say yeah because look i'm not going to necessarily advise anything one way or the other this I is think, not meditation or advice. Yeah, not, not, <laughs> not financial look i'll say something i eventually realized i had to do or at least i felt like i had to do at the time was like i needed to just let go of the idea of meditation um and i went People through a long period that, of like you made as well yeah, like like other. Sorry, yeah. I was just saying he didn't meditate for like a month or two yeah. after personal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I dropped it for a while, and I when I came back to it now, or you know, leading up to this course, um, I I had this idea of like, I don't know, I I just I'd had enough time away from meditation that I know what I'm like as a meditator, I know what I'm like as a non-meditator, and coming back from the second course now, I just I'm like, oh, I know that I want to make this part of my life. 
Mm. I, I know that I can I know that I can easily move between these different states, you know, sort of you naturally gain momentum in whatever you do in life. And um I guess I've just committed to the long haul game. I, because I've like seen the natural slipping before, it's not as shocking. Like for example, like like I said with myself, the last six days, I didn't meditate at all. And you know, a big one for me that draws me away is like my sense of like, okay, I gotta do my work, my music work. So I'm like, all right, I gotta I want to make this, I got to get this done. I got to get it done by deadline. That's my most important thing. Um, I realistically probably could have done at least like half an hour in the morning, but because I'm like, I was doing, you know, crazy amounts of like 12 hour plus days. I'm like, no, I want to wake up. And first thing, my mindset's entirely immersed in music. So that way I just have nothing else happening. Um, and, you know, in that sense, I, I basically got into a point in the composition I'm working on where I realized, okay, I actually can start meditating. So that's what I did today. And I noticed I had this really great resistance for the first 15 minutes. Mm, like those yeah. first 15 minutes were hard. I had musical ideas yeah. popping in my head. Mm. I was like, oh, I should do this. I can do that. And that was the, the thing that really the screwed me in the past. Of the exactly. Mind. The habit patterns <laughs> of the mind. Because that's the thing that really screwed me in the past was like, uh, I would, I've had a history of after my first retreat, I would cut meditation short because I had to do my work. I was like, no, this is, this is not what I should do right now. I have to mm. prioritize my work. Um, and the thing is, I totally see now in a lot of cases, you can always make just a little bit of time for meditation. And if you are there getting sort of like hung up on, oh man, you know, I, I don't know, I got to do something else, then chances are that's, look, I mean, you commit realistically, like in a, like, I don't know, I, I think, look, I wouldn't have done like a full hour meditation at all during this period, but I could have easily done 20 minutes. Mm. Um, mm. But at the same time, the other side of this coin is not being hard on yourself. So I'm like, okay, I made that mistake, but now I've learned. Cool. Yeah. And if I make yeah. it again, oh, am I supposed to have learned this? Like, no, don't smile even Smile and that. start again. Well, yeah, yeah literally. Smile yeah. and start again is yeah. kind of the thing. Like just, yeah. it's a long-term game of trying to figure out the puzzle of your own mind. Mm. And it's, you know, it's going it, to, it's going to be hard. You're going to fail plenty of times. It's like what Esengo Inca says. Take the weight out of failure, you know? Exactly. Just, mm, just yeah. keep doing it. Esengo Inca says the same shit. Like, he's just like, you know, if you're fucking struggling to like, like something bothers you or something comes up or whatever, it's just like, don't sit there and start getting agitated at yourself, getting mad at yourself, yeah. being depressed. It's just like, smile and start again. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, don't give any weight to just like this one minuscule moment of you fucking up. Because if you do, mm. then then you've, you've put in your RAM. You know, you put in your memory. Mm. You know what I mean? It's just like, okay, next time I fuck up, that's going to come up again. That's going to yeah, fucking yeah. compound. And then that's how you turn into a big thing. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It goes with anything. And then, like, then that's how you create an aversion to meditation, yeah, not exactly, putting yeah. in the work. It's a, yeah. I was going to say like hard on it, like anything at life, like anything in life. Yeah. As in like, it's hard with meditation because it's so easy to see it as like salvation. But like anyone can see anything as their salvation, like skating, a professional skater, someone who's signed, like can't do that trick. Mm. They're like, man, that, that trick, once I get it and they can't yeah. do it, and then it, mm. it all crumbles. But like with meditation, seems to be from what I've can experience, like the closest thing to achieving or like the best route to achieving like liberation or like freedom, some kind of freedom. Yeah. So it's like when you don't, you do put that pressure on yourself. Mm. Mm. Yeah, dude, that, that's the dangerous part of it because, like, mm. it's just like it's it's genuinely the key. Yeah, like, yeah, being, yeah, 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 yeah. Being yeah. genuinely the key yeah. makes like the stakes yeah. like somewhat higher. The, you know, yeah, to some they, extent. It's funny because like it's meditation. Yeah, it is the key, but it's also it's not that meditation is the key. It's the work that's yeah. the key. Right. It's the yeah. it's the like you know. But it's like bodybuilding. You you 
you go to the gym, you go every day, you've got your routine, and then you you fuck up, you miss a day. Big shout out to Frank Yang. Yeah. <laughs> you fuck up, you miss a day. Oh, I don't want to go. I don't want to go tomorrow because I missed today. That's not the mindset you go with because then your muscles atrophy, you know. Yeah. You yeah. just you lose your gains. You yeah. know, like if you if you if you're equanimous with your failures, then that's part of the meditation. That's part of the practice. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's just uh, what's a Shunryu Suzuki says, is this like some in the book Beginner of Zen Mind and Beginner's Mind, he's mm. like, you know, you ought to have a grateful attitude when it comes towards mental weeds. Mm. You know, like you're developing your mind, you're developing a garden. It's gonna be weeds, there's gonna be other beautiful plants too, right? It's like look at the weeds as like, you know, these moments of, you know, annoyance or aggression or depression or whatnot. But like he says, the skilled meditator looks at a weed and immediately should be fueled with the fact that like he can get over it. Mm. She can get over it. You know, and mm. the idea that like, you know, oh, this thing's stopping me. Oh, this is another thing I can get over, right? Rather than looking at it and be like, oh, there's a weed. Fuck, and my garden's fucked. You know what I mean? Mm. Oh, I should give up. Mm. You know, it's just like the skilled meditator looks at what's happening and what's wrong and just like understands that like this is solid for the time being and we can yeah. get past this. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, the fuck, dude, that attitude is parallel to all your whole life and every single activity ever, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yes, it's not going to fucking solve like a... <coughs> <clears throat> not going to solve like starving kids in Africa, sure. But like mm. in, in regards of what's immediately in front of you, it will. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then that's realizing, you know, I've had this conversation with some mates before. It's just like, okay, along the lines of like helping the world and helping yourself. Mm. You know what I mean? Some people would say they're the same thing. I know you do, Nathan. Um, I would say they're, they're very closely intertwined, right? But being effective as an agent in any arena, in any arena, you have to realize what's directly in front of you and what's mm. in your control. Yeah. If you can manage that, then you're sweet. You know what I mean? Then like work towards whatever goal you have in mind, how large it is and whatever. That's that's the greater s like the greater scope of a goal. But like mm. understanding what's in front of you is key. You know what I mean? Like yesterday. It transcends the goal, right? Transcends the goal. Because the goal is this idea, it's far yeah, away. Yeah, 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 exactly. But what's happening here? Can... What's happening here, exactly. And you know, sometimes you might even find like, oh, wow, that whole problem that existed, that was just me being an idiot. Hmm. Well, sometimes it's real. Sometimes it's dead real. It's yeah. like, fuck. I mean, look, Ukraine's about to be invaded by Russia, right? Telling Ukrainians to fucking meditate is not going to do anything. Mm. You yeah, know? yeah. Well, <laughs> you don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> Telling Ukrainians to meditate is like, oh, yeah, they... There might be more chill in that in in the in the current moment, but you know, they're gonna get maybe maybe maybe, <laughs> they, maybe they meditate. They might find like an effective way to be a good soldier and not die. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, create super soldiers, super soldiers, <laughs> taking for passes to Ukraine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I feel like that's a good point. Yeah, I think like the thing we're talking about, like seeing one thing as like the solution to X problem or problems, like that can even seep into That's meditation. That's the attitude that you got to delete. Yeah, because yeah. that can even seep into meditation. Like yeah. Dylan was saying, like, you know, you got all these pursuits, but then meditation feels like the one that might be the closest. It's the closest he's found or whatever. Mm -hmm. But it's like, then you run the risk of defining Salvation what meditation mindset. is. And then you can start doing it robotically and like just practicing this thing and you're no longer, you, you actually stray from the kind of the essence of meditation because, mm. you know, you end up into this habit pattern that's formed and mm. it's like, that's just another 
you know, another story you're telling yourself once again. So, so you're saying like, don't define the practice. In a paradoxical way, yeah, seems. <laughs> well, it's like, like don't, 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 don't be attached to the definition. Don't have a salvation. Well, don't, don't, don't like, put, you know, like way. allow, allow, allow it to change. Allow what, how, I don't I know guess how to I'll, articulate yeah. this thought. But I would say on, the three trainings are more important than meditation. <laughs> like, look, the, yeah, the thing is meditation is a, is a thing to train the, um, the, you know, the three marks of existence we discussed earlier, the impermanence, suffering, and non-self. Fundamentally, you know, with anything, you don't even have to be meditating. You can be washing the dishes. You can be like doing like uh, stuff in the mundane reality. And I guess in that sense, realizing that the meditation is just a means to an end means that if you get too hung up on, oh man, I got to do this thing. Like, I, I guess like, so that's kind of what you're saying, Nathan, like you're losing sight of the actual underpinning values and virtues. Yeah, but not just like the idea that you have to do it, but also like as you go, as you progress on your meditative path, what meditation is, is going to change. You're mm, going to meditate yeah. in different ways. You're going to realize new things. It's going to change constantly. And if it's not changing, cause you've, you've got this solid idea of how it works and that's the way it's been working. And like, you know, you start getting robotic again, Yeah, exactly. then, then like, it's got to fall, it's got to fall apart. Mm. It's like, that's the thing. It has to fall apart because it has to be breathing and living. So mm, it has to like, that's a good way it has to, to change it. form. Mm. Even the meditation. So, so you're saying, <laughs> you're saying, Diverge from Vipassana. Are you saying practice jhanas? Is that what you're saying? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> jhanas, jhanas, jhanas. No, because like I've you been doing like, like, gum. What? <laughs> exactly. Joking, like <laughs> joking. I think joking, joking. Yeah, you gotta get your joking, seven joking sessions. <laughs> Kegels, mewing. <laughs> I'm big on my mewing. No, but for real, like, there's, there, I, I feel like there's got to be some. Oh, because there's agitation, it feels like there's some, like, day seven of a Vipassana or day eight hasn't left me, you know? Mm. I'm still at this weed in the garden that's just like, bro, like, wh what the fuck am I doing? Like, this is the salvation, but, like, what is it? And I kind of fucking just don't want to do it, but I have to. Because, like, it is the solution to suffering, right? But it's like, yeah, but, you know, fucking... I'm pissed off, you know, I don't know if I want to really do this, you know, like, yeah. there's like, there's some kind of indifference I think, or like, I don't know, like maybe, maybe for your particular case, maybe you should be exploring that, just exploring yeah. not doing it, just fuck it off. Oh, but then if you don't do and it, then, then, then you suffer. Because, but then you, then you experience that suffering rather than being like, oh, I'm going but, to, but I'm, you going can, to I'm going to suffer. But then I'm you going can, to suffer. But then you can like That's solve true. the suffering through meditating. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But. Your meditation the, is the, to the, learn the suffering, maybe. The, 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 well, the, the more you solidify that knowledge in experience by actually suffering and then meditating and then alleviating that suffering or, you know, maybe even removing that suffering or, sorry, not necessarily suffering, that, that misery. It's suffering because it's a product of the mind, mm. you know? It's pure, like, it's just, it's make-believe. Yeah. And it's like... The distance you, you gain, the distance you create when you meditate is enough to like alleviate the suffering. Mm. And like the more you meditate, like the more it goes away. So it's like, but then there's a part of me that's just like, man, what the, like. You're playing the long-term game. That's, that's the way to see it. I think it's like you're mm. playing the long-term game of like, you want to alleviate suffering long-term. So like, therefore, 
have a good relationship with meditation. Like if meditation is this thing, oh, I have to do it. If I don't do it, it's bad. Yeah. You're making meditation this horrible thing. Like if you develop Meditation's a joyful- a video game. Yeah, if I play <laughs> like a game. Like, oh man, you know, I want to, it's a game you want to play. Mm. Make it a game you want to play. Mm. Make it like that. That's so it's easy. As, oh yeah, I could play. I could play. Like Sometimes a, you want to take a break from mm. the game too, man. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. And then, like and then, the big thing. Yeah, the, 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 the people love Sometimes the you want to mm. go to a three day dorf and just fucking send it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Degen. Yeah. yeah. Degen meditator. I think you can. I mean, you can, and you can feel like, okay, what does that feel like? Like you know, it's like, and you can you can be meditative as you do that. You don't need to be meditating. You need to be doing all these things that are not meditation, and then be, you know, do the the values that meditation is supposed to be conveying while you're doing them or at least you can be you know sort of introspective on them afterwards or well better better to be during as much as possible yeah. like I, I have this idea that it's like i've always found it interesting you say you can say at any point in time i'm doing the passing for the rest of my life now as in literally non-stop 24 7 everything i'm doing i'm doing it aware of what i'm doing i'm being aware of it and you know it's not just the time on the mat do you speak more into the mic oh yeah, yeah you're speaking over the mic yeah. And this is going to be a little tall for me. Mm. All right. Yeah, it's going to be like something you're seeing you want to do all the time. Um, and then that way, you, and you have a joyful... Sorry, no, I'll, go, I'll go back to the joy thing because I think that's the most important part. Like, I think if you develop a relationship where you like meditation, then that will help you with this kind of issue. And mm. that might mean in the short term, you need to take time off, like maybe extended, maybe you should not meditate for a while. Mm. But and then, then you're, you yeah. you're saying like maybe you need to suffer for an extended period of time. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. I'm not saying you necessarily have to. Yeah. I'm yeah. not saying you have to. Or anyone has to. Yeah. But it just, it just might be the play. Like mm. I, because that's something. How I, even though you suffer is my question. I think yeah, you're um, in a world of hypotheticals, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, well, like it's like okay, if like I said, if meditation yeah. like takes you away, like yeah, figuratively and like well, I guess literally takes you away from the mind, and not meditating brings you closer to it. Yeah. And the mind is like this kind of constant, like, I don't know, torture chamber, essentially. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like I, I don't know. If I'd you say, leave the, yeah. the, sorry, if you leave the mind to be free, to do whatever it wants and let it, let it be, you're going to create your own little torture chamber. Well, mm. I mean, okay. On one hand, yes. I mean, you don't necessarily create the torture chamber indefinitely, right? So like- for instance, let's look at when Buddha says all oh, life is suffering, right? He's not saying, he's not like admitting, oh, everything is shit, right? Dude, fuck it. Like, Just kill yourself. Everything's <laughs> fucked. He's saying everything has the potential to unlock suffering, right? But like mm. the, the game that you play in life has the potential to make you suffer. That's like a more honorable translation of, of the Pali in which you said that in, right? And the context in which you said it in. So not meditating doesn't mean you're necessarily 100% going to just like be in a state of fucking panic and suffering. But um, but like, what you do is when you're not meditating, you're playing the game. You're playing the natural human game, the game of living, right? And the game of living, yeah, definitely in inscribed into it involves suffering, right? So you're just gonna be on that. You're not gonna be suffering directly. You're gonna be saying, "Oh, I choose to play a game of like craving or aversion, which is normal, right? Craving water, something more normal, right?" Craving yeah. food, craving water, craving fucking whatever, cra craving pleasure because you work fucking eight hours mm -hmm. and like that, right? And then you can create suffering, which is just like, okay, if I celebrate after work for eight hours, that means work is worse because I'm not celebrating, mm -hmm. right? And it's just like the natural dynamics of just like craving and aversion. I don't want to be at work, right? 
but then you create the pleasure afterwards. Meditating just alleviates you from that dualistic way of looking at the world, right? But that doesn't mean all dualism is necessarily evil or like should be done away with. Like it shouldn't be, mm. it shouldn't be like, oh, you're in hell because you exist. You know what I mean? Like, Look, maybe, it's not. Obviously, there's, yeah, there's, yeah. There's, there's ups and downs. Yeah, yeah. But it's mm -hmm. like... I guess what the, the whole idea of, like, you know, not meditating or putting it on a break for a little bit, what mm. that could mean is just like, okay, maybe you need some time in the world of what... what Away from what you may think is indefinite, definitely salvation. Yeah, sure. Right? And just, like, to reinform yourself and then, then go back to meditating. It's just like these things constantly, constantly read... read um, Nietzsche. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, they, they're yeah. constantly changing, but they're also constantly, like, reinform each other. Yeah. It's just like, fuck. You just, like... See, it's funny because we're all sitting here, like, well, Christian's right. Just, like, the way I've seen, at least for me, and maybe, I don't know, other people here, um, I don't, I don't know how you feel about this, but it's just, like, the idea of just, like, approaching Buddhism with a Christian headspace, which could oh, be a dude. trap, which is just, yeah. like, you know, Buddhism, you see, like, heaven... And then you start like ascribing that, like what we're normally used to, mm. with, like you know the Christian totally. headspace, which is mm. like you know salvation. Dude, mm. This is it. This is the yeah, one. Yeah. Oh my god. Mm. Oh, everything else in life, nah. Inquisition time. Fucking let's yeah, go. Yeah, Crusader yeah, yeah. mode. Fuck let's get the stakes suffering. ready. Let's get yeah, the exactly. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? It's just like no. Nah, life is something that we have to run away from. Life is fucked. I want to go to heaven. Sure. You know? And it's just like fuck. That's something I've witnessed myself going to. But like yeah, mm. that's just like a thing to i guess that's like the benefits of like redefining what it means to live as a not non-meditator and then back into a meditator and whatever just like observing the dynamic observing like you know what it means to suffer without meditating for an extended period of time or what it means to be like saved with quotation marks around it while meditating for an experience mm. of time i could say this like like quite frankly after like meditating light vipassa for 10 days in lockdown i'm like as soon as I come out of it, I'm like, fuck, I'm normal again. I'm like, okay, what's real world like? Like, yes, say, chick said, nah, I would look, ask a girl out, didn't work. And I'm like, fuck, dude, this is suffering. I've got to meditate. It's like, wait, hold on. So what does this feel like? You know what I mean? I'm here. Mm. Okay, this is the game. Cool. Mm. You know what Yeah, I, mean? I think I kind of missed that. I waited in a line two nights ago for an hour and didn't get let into a club. Yeah. Mm. So I was wearing mm. the wrong pants. And I was like, fuck, I was like, dude, why don't you tell me? You know what I mean? Why do you mm. tell me like before I waited all that time? <laughs> yeah, but yeah. it's like, look, man, fucking. And that was the thing that sent me off. It just ticked me off, man. And then I was mm. like, fucking. But I took it as an opportunity to meditate. Yeah. Yeah. It still pissed me off. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's honesty. That's mad. Yeah, like, like, that's, that's, I feel like that's the core lesson. Oh, what does what Buddha say? What does Essen Goenka say? He's like, as it is. What's life as it is now? I think it fucking led into the club because my friend didn't tell me fucking to wear whatever yeah. it's like mm. what's life at the moment shit because i didn't get let yeah. into the club mad that's where you start as yeah. it is yeah you let like you can you can let it piss you off in the moment you can let 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 it you know you can let yourself get into that particular misery but you don't have to but it's so close to you you, you, you don't want to. you don't so easy have to. to stay in it you know you don't have to keep giving into it yeah. you don't have mm. you don't have to let it multiply Mm, it's like know. letting it happens eats letting it happens normal mm. but it's like choosing to just like fucking getting pissed off at it a week later is yeah. like okay oh, yeah. now yeah, you're yeah. in like suffering like, exactly now you're it. fucking miserable you mm. know what I mean it's or, interesting because it's like a sensation yeah you know like it's mm. a body thing yeah it's like, 
Dude, when after like it's the hot, past, hot, I feel rage, the, red hot yeah, rage. Yeah. Dude, like after the past, I've just noticed it's like you know without like frequent meditating, just like straight up out the past, and it's just like fuck being so much more aware. Just like something goes wrong, and you you feel it in like mm. your body. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude. Like you get angry, you're like, oh, I feel it in like my chest and gut, and you're like, oh, you feel it in your back. Yeah, you get you get mm. sad. You feel it. Yeah, like you in feel your it in your throat. Yeah, mm. yeah. I mean that happened beforehand, but yeah, like, but like now you now it's you, vivid. You, you sort of understand yeah. it more. Yeah. Mm. Now now I get what Sadguru is talking about with hate. Mm. It's just like hating someone is like you taking poison, expecting them to die. Yeah, like, yeah, Fuck, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, like now, now like, they, makes they, they, take these gifts. I don't want these gifts. You take them back. <laughs> I don't want I'll take them gifts. back. I don't want these presents. You'll take, you'll take. You know what? To me, that's that's the allure of the mind or the allure of um, delusion. Because yeah. there's this um, seductive. It's seductive because it gives you an illusion of control, right? Mm. Because with meditation, you have no choice but to experience whatever's coming up. Yeah. And if that's and if if that's pissing you off, if that's irritating you to a point, you can be like, "Screw this, bro! If I just give in to my mind to whatever, and go play a video, go game, go have a beer, whatever, I will be in a pleasurable state, and I know I will be." But that's impermanent once again and you go back to suffering mm. so you're stuck in this cycle whereas meditating that's the hardest thing to get yourself to sit down and do it it's like no dude you have no control in this mm. whatever's gonna come up is gonna come up yeah yeah if oh, you're feeling yeah. bad you're gonna be facing it like you're not, that's, al that's you're not always gonna have a blissful meditation you know no i want to get rid of the illusion that people like mostly have a meditation which is yeah. like oh you sit down you meditate oh you just yeah, feel and, the world yeah and you know, your, fucking mm, incense is like everywhere and like, I don't know. Yeah, meditation isn't going to clear your head. You have to let your head clear. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like sometimes you can have fucked meditations. Yeah. Like sometimes you can sit down like, I'm going to meditate. You come out of it, you feel worse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's definitely a thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, that, and that's not, yeah, that's not like. It's a good that's way to resolve. That's not necessarily a bad meditation session. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know. I was going to say, that's the good thing that dissolves the salvation mindset of it. Like, mm. or getting into that. Like, if you were blissful every time you meditated, there's nothing stopping it from becoming like a drug. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, oh, just do like opiates for like mm. half an hour. <laughs> it's just, well, you can, you know, like, Goenka talks about people just playing the game of sensations. Yeah, mm -hmm. that, but yeah. also like using like reciting words while they meditate yeah, TM, right. transcendental mm. meditation yeah. there you go i've heard a lot of like things about that but i've heard like more worse thing or like more like not meaningless but like look i haven't done like tm but like i've just heard like that guy talk about it one time that really resonated with me i'm like mm. do you can say the word coca-cola over and over and over and over again and like well it's really good for like samadhi it's good for like training your mind mm. like to like get into like a maybe a jhana or some shit but like ultimately like I feel as if out of experience, like TM is like say a word over and over again. It just like focuses you on like a particularly pleasurable state. Whereas like Vipassana, like you fucking like go through like, you know, Omaha beach, Yeah, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, like you're, you're aware of like pain. You're aware of like suffering. You're aware of like all like yourself through like fucking up and all that shit. It's like a hard process. Did we explain what the genres are in sugar? Uh, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, I talked briefly about it. Look, I mean, okay. there's a whole other thing. We, yeah. the, the, I want to, I want to say the story. I didn't get to say my story yeah, on, the, on the fucking thing. That was like half an hour ago. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, on the topic of the past of being like a suffering, suffering experience, like on premises by saying like, when you get there on day 
one, I think it is, or day two, um, in one of the discourses that SN Goenka, like you watched towards like the end of the day, he's like, there are two days that are the hardest of Vipassana. There's the second day and the sixth day. It's like the second day is like the hardest because it, 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 it seems as if there was like they're two, they're, they're both hard, but they're hard for different reasons between mm -hmm. the two of them. It's like the first day, so the first one, the second day is the hardest because you can't be fucked, right? Mm -hmm. You're like, oh, dude, nah, I can't be bothered. This is stupid. Like, I don't want to. What's the point? Like, what's the point? Yeah. And you're just like, the, the, the reason why you want to leave is purely because of like, I can't be bothered. You know what yeah. I mean? Then the sixth day is the hardest day and you want to leave, not because you're not bothered to, it's because you've opened Pandora's box. Yes. Yeah. And then he says, like, he says, when you go into Vipassana, it's like going into like a spiritual operating room. You know, you're, you're, you're opened yourself up like completely, you're on like the operating table and you're like completely opened up. And if you want to leave, like during the middle of Vipassana, it's like saying, waking up halfway through surgery, being like, yeah, I want to go home. Yeah, I'm, I'm done. I'm with done. This. Yeah, I'm, I'm done, done with this. Yeah, so yeah. I've had enough. And it's just like, dude, the thing is, it's like in the middle of Vipassana, if anyone's listening ever ends up going to Vipassana, something, guys, you should be aware about. It's just like, you should try your absolute hardest to stay the whole time. Yeah. Because Gio's told me some, you know, stories of people and also I hear them on the internet as well. It's like people like leaving, um, where essentially like they've, they've started observing themselves and they're craving and their aversive states. And you're living through them in the middle days of a parson. Like day four to, to six or seven was hell for me personally. Like it wasn't mm. like a blissful. I had no blissful experience from day four to seven. Like it was just like I was in my shit. You know what I mean? And like all your shit side of yourself comes up to the surface and is there yeah. for a while until like you start like going past it day seven, eight, nine, and some people up to 11, who knows? And it's just like only like, yeah, if you want to leave during those days, like you're going to be coming back to the world, not, not like better, not like relieved, it seems, but it seems like you're going to be coming back to the world with all your bullshit on the surface. Um, yeah. And like, that's going to fucking drive you nuts. You know what I mean? But, um, yeah. Well, who knows what it does? Who knows what it does? Well, like, I mean, I don't know. We've known like Jews known. I've seen some shit on like the internet. People like, depends on you, hey. Yeah. Like if yeah. you're fucking extremely like neurotic and like you're exploring that, then you leave. And it's just like, fuck, it's going to be like, Sounds like it's going to be on the tip of your tongue for like for yeah. the next like however long, you know? Well, like the good thing about seeing it through is that you get the full message. You get, yeah, that's you, the you cool know, thing. You, mm. you pick up the phone, you get, they tell you what to do and then you like hung up yeah. as opposed to like, yo, once I got to go, like you just yeah, run out yeah, the yeah. door. Mm. Um, so what happened with me was fucking, it was day, it was day of my birthday, day five. Oh, dude you had your birthday on vipassana yeah, how's it day? It yeah day five yeah. was my birthday it was a full moon too i was like yeah bro <laughs> i saw it coming on day like three and four i saw like the moon forming i'm like please be nice to me yeah <laughs> please be nice to me like chuck charles saying like the moon will waterboard you the moon will fucking waterboard you you know waterboard your psyche but um so what happened was like, I was like chilling, meditating, like up until then, like for me, it was just like dealing with like ex-girlfriend bullshit. It's mm -hmm. like, we we're up in the blue mountains last time, like before, like, you know, fucking hits up. It, the whole thing went tits up in the blue mountains and drove past all these old Sankaras are coming up. Mm -hmm. I was like, I was dealing with that from day like one to four. I was like, okay, cool. That's like a thing. Exploring all that. Day five, day six comes around. Day five, I felt like slightly better. And then day six happened. Oh, sorry. Day five happened. 
and then um, do this fucking like tinnitus. I don't know if it was tinnitus or something. There was this tone that constantly was ringing in my head that just didn't go away, like continuously, like and it sounded like the bell. It sounded the exact the gong, the gong of yeah. yeah. So what happened was, I was it was like one day lunchtime, right? And like I just finished eating, I pour myself like a cup of tea, or whatever, and I go to my usual spot that's overlooking like the mountain, right? Or looking down from the mountain, I go there and I hear wee, 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 like faintly, but there, right? I already have tinnitus because of music and shit. Yeah. Like, I know what tinnitus is like. This wasn't tinnitus. Like, you know how tinnitus is underneath all your hearing? It's like yeah. if you're in a room of nothing going on and you put your hands to your ears, like you can hear, yeah, yeah, but like yeah. normally when shit's happening, it's not there, yeah, right? Or at least my level of tinnitus. Yeah. This was like on top of everything. Like, this wasn't mm. underlying. This was on top of everything. So you're, like, hallucinating a sound. Yes, mm. essentially. I think, That's what it I felt think, like. I think they think they call that auditory shock or something like yeah. that. Yeah. It was something... It was like, like... Yeah, when... I think that can happen if you've had, like, a really... Bad Like, case. bad bit of hearing damage recently. Yeah. But yeah. you wouldn't have... That's what I mean. That I'm meditation like, Yeah, there's no... Fuck, no one's, like, yeah. fucking blasting. Yeah, there's yeah. no, like, loud noises about mm. the whole thing. There's a surprising gong noise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, so I was sitting there and I look at my watch because I bought a watch because you don't carry a phone around, obviously. And I'm looking at my watch and I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Oh, that's like really early for the bell. I'll go suss it out. I walk back into the, the center and I'm looking around and there's, there's no bell sound. There's no one around. I'm like, what the fuck? At that point, I'm like, dude, I'm fucking wigging out. Mm. I'm like, dude, I'm hallucinating this fucking bell. <laughs> I'm like, nah, I'll just go away in like 10 minutes. I'm going to walk through the forest, right? Another thing to like premise this with is that like when you're meditating for like X amount of days straight, it feels like you're on acid to an extent. Yeah. Huh? Like you're definitely yeah, not like sober walking. Like you're yeah. not, you're not in your sober headspace when you're walking yeah. around. Like you're, you're not baseline essentially, right? And you're like, fuck, okay. <laughs> you know, that's something you got to get used to. Yeah. Like that, the way, mm, yeah, yeah that coupled with the um, intense noise made me believe i was winging out i was hallucinating i was just like dude what the fuck i go walk in the forest and i'm like it will go away and then in the forest i was walking around like midday i'm like this isn't going away why the fuck did i come here like mm. why the fuck am i just gonna leave this place like permanent like like i was eats before i came here what the fuck like what am i gonna leave like permanent like hearing hallucinations like what the fuck is going on and at that moment i stopped panicking because i asked myself am i wigging out and i answered my own question by saying I'm wigging out. Mm. And I'm like, fuck this. I can be home. I can have a cigarette in half an hour if I <laughs> fucking leave now. And I start panicking, like legit panicking my chest. Came out of nowhere. And I started running up the hill to go yeah. back. I'm like, I'm leaving. I'm fucking leaving. I'm going right now. And then at the top of the hill, I see Yanni. <laughs> I see his face. And I was like, oh, like a face of the true face of panic. Like I was like <laughs> panicking. I see Yanni. I'm like, Put on a different face, just out of instinct, because I didn't want to make you laugh or anything. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, put on a different face. I'm like, let's just like normalize my face. And I walked, and as I was walking between, I saw you, and between the gate, I'm like, okay, instead of leaving, I'm going to go talk to the instructor dude first, mm. right? Like, cool. What's his name? Fucking Deepak. Deepak. I'm going to go speak to Deepak. Yeah. And then at the, when I go to speak to Deepak, I say Dylan, like, next to me. And I'm like, I thought you were leaving. <laughs> no, 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 no. That, yeah, it was so funny in that moment. I just thought you were going for a little run because no, we, we, had no, away, we had bro. no time to away. work out or anything. I was fully we running away. No running facilities bad. to work out. Yeah, we're not meant to run. Apparently. You have to wear a helmet when you run. <laughs> <laughs> no, no helmet, no run. Yeah. 
No, I thought you were gone, bro. Yeah, no. I was, I was like, this motherfucker better not be leaving. Yeah, that'd no. be fucked if, like, you're not there on the last day anyway. No, so, yeah, I see Dylan and I'm like, dude, Dylan's looking at me. He probably thinks I'm fucking leaving, dude. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Am I going to speak to Gupta? Uh, Gupta. Just fucking Deepak. 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 And then I spoke yeah, to him. Yeah, let's call him Deepak. <laughs> and I spoke to him. And I'm like, yo, man, um, I'm kind of freaking out a little bit. I can't stop hearing the bell, eh? Like the gong. He's like, haha, can't stop hearing the gong. And I'm like, nah, I'm fucking terrified. <laughs> and then he started laughing. He's like, ha ha ha. Can only give you chocolates. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't want a chocolate, bro. What the fuck do I do? And he's like, do you want to speak to the head teacher? I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh, you have to wait until six. It was like 4.30. I'm yeah. like, fuck, okay. Mm -hmm. So I started walking around. I'm like, dude, then we had the mandatory hall meditation. The whole time I couldn't focus at all. Yeah, I yeah. like sitting there. I'm like, I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out. That you just had to focus on my breath for an hour. Go speak to him afterwards. He's like, oh, he'll go away. I'm like, that's all he had to fucking say. He's like, it will go away. I'm like, right, no, yeah. fucking, how do you fucking know? Are you auditorious? Yeah, yeah. I mean, what the fuck are you? Like, how yeah, do you yeah. know this shit? Dude? How do you just know it's going to leave? Mm. He's like, oh, just don't focus on it. I'm like, what the <laughs> yeah. fuck are you saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah. nah, you're a spastic. Like, these are all the thoughts that are in my head. Yeah. You know, next day, I wake, I wake up the next day. First thing I hear in the morning is that fucking noise. I'm like, it's here. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking here. Stop panicking even more. I'm like, oh, God, I want to fucking leave. Dude's not going away. I go see him, like, impromptu throughout, like, one of the recesses. I'm speaking to him. I'm like, dude, it's not gone. I don't think it's going. Hasn't gotten better. Hasn't gotten worse. It's mm -hmm. there. And he's like, oh, yeah. Oh, um, you know, it, it will go away. Just don't focus on it. I'm like, dude, I don't know. Hey, day, day passes. I have meditation, whatever. It's still there. I learned to start personalizing it. I started focusing on it. Mm. I'm like, fuck it. It's here to stay. You know mm. what I mean? And then I'm like, I go up to him. I speak to him afterwards. He's like, how's it going? Is it better or worse? I'm like, oh, no, it's there. But like, I'm doing what Esengoenka says about back pain. He's like, oh, yeah, like that might work. And I'm like, yeah, well, like the hardest part is though, like you can cop back pain, you know, because when you're meditating over the past, by the way, you don't have a fucking backrest and your back aches. You're yeah. like really fucking aches, yeah, like aching like you've never fucking felt and before. And you're you're practicing aritana for yeah. three of the hour sessions, which means hard determination, no movement, yeah. nothing. Keep your posture that you started with. And I'm like to him, I'm like to him, dude. I'm doing what we do for aritana, but like throughout the whole day, like I'm not doing it just for like an hour. Like I can, I can cop an hour of back pain, knowing the next hour will be sweet. I can't do it for like fucking days on end, dude. About this one thing in my head. Mm. He's like, oh, that's really brave of you. I'm like, fucking dude, like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> start walking around more and I start like meditating. I'm looking at like all like the fucking plants and cool shit. And then that's when it hits me. And I'm like, dude, life isn't like I was telling myself, oh, I can't look at the beauty of the forest that I'm in at the moment. I can't do that. Yeah. Because of these things, it's annoying me. This thing's fucking annoying me. I can't mm. like have the beauty of this place and see it for what it is because this thing keeps coming to my head. As soon as I look at something and I'm like, oh, wow, reality's sick. That's there to remind me. And I'm like, wow, this works like trauma, beautiful. And then that's when it fucking hit me. And I'm like, dude, life is not about this one over that one. Or like, I want to experience this over that. Like, life is both at the same time. Yeah. Like, life is the fucking annoying sound and it's the beauty in the situation yeah, yeah, itself. Yeah. It's like those things coexist entirely. And I'm like, fuck. Mm. And then I just learned to accept it and just have it there the whole time. And then I went and spoke to him. I'm like, 
I don't want to leave anymore. I'm going to stay because <clears throat> I figured it out. <laughs> I cracked it, bro. <laughs> I cracked it, I cracked it. And it's just like, dude, it's there. Whatever. Cool. Mm. Like, if this is there forever, well, like, that's a stupid thought to have. Yeah. If this is there forever. Like, I only know if it's there minute to minute. Yeah, exactly. Like, freaking about, freaking out about if this is going to be there afterwards is stupid because I'm not at afterwards. Yeah. Like, existential being. I'm not being afterwards. I'm being yeah, here. Yeah. You know? So, I'm like, accepted or whatever. That never went away. <clears throat> Started day four. Didn't go away until day 10. It really? didn't go away. Yeah. Didn't stop until the very end. Till the very end. I got home. And that's when it stopped. Wow. And I'm like, cool. That's a lesson learned. <laughs> like, I'm like, mm. yeah, the personalizing this, like, uh, a noise almost. You know mm. what I mean? I'm like, fuck, dude. And just, like, seeing, like, me freak out, seeing me become, like, super depressed about it, seeing it saying, oh, this is going to ruin my whole experience. Like, all, every single thought in my head, all the stuff. And I'm just like, dude, just accept it. It's there. We'll see what happens in the next 10 minutes. We'll see what happens in the next 10 minutes. Yeah. But not having any hope throughout the whole process. Yeah. Not be like, but bending hope. You can always hold your piss for another 10 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it was fucking, that was nuts. I feel like that was like an integral part of the trip. Mm. Like, I feel like yeah, I wouldn't 100%. have learned, like experienced the shit that I had to learn without that happening. Yeah. Like that was necessary. Yeah. But yeah, like the thing is. It I didn't know, ruin your experience. It, it was, enhanced It was it. the part of the experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It could have led to you leaving. Bro, 150%. Yeah. I was literally this close. I was literally mm. looking outside of the gate being like, I, I want to leave. Like, I def I'm leaving. Like, I'm going to be out of here tomorrow if this doesn't end in the next hour. Like, I'm gone. That's what's so good about, I think, all the all the staff and people that are there. That will, I, I don't know if they're getting paid. I don't know who's getting paid, but some people must nah, be No one paid. gets paid. No one gets paid? The whole thing's volunteer. Oh, wow. But yeah, that's what's so good about everyone there. They they You can go. If you if you have to go, you can go. But they always give you like a little bit of Hold soft, your piss for soft, 10 seconds, soft yeah. encouragement yeah. to yeah. stay. Yeah. Like nothing like major. Like, no, you have to stay or else you're fucked. Yeah. Like they, they're just like, no, just try and stay. Yeah. Try try your try your best. You know, it, it'll, it'll be good for you. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> you know, and, and you're fucking right, man. And it uh, really works. <laughs> another cool mm. thing that I learned about Vipassana is the dynamic of the world. Like, you know, like regards to the world is completely indifferent to like what you think of it and what you feel of it. And mm. like that may sound like really doomerish. Like the world's indifferent. It's almost as if like the French existentialists were halfway there. Like with existentialism, like Sartre and Camus and all that kind of stuff. Mm. And like it sounds like they're halfway there. Like, dude, the world is mm. hopeless. The world is meaningless. The world yeah. is a void. Yes. No one cares about your suffering. Nothing will ever care. You could fucking believe that your life is literally the best and you can walk outside and get hit by a truck. Yeah. Like that's just inscribed into the way the world works, right? But what's the thing? The thing isn't to become depressed about that, have drink coffees and smoke cigarettes and be like, oh, I love French literature. That's not the fucking play. The play is to just be like, okay. Sick. <laughs> that's life. That's life. That's cool. Mm. Don't expect too much. Don't, ex don't expect anything. And just like what that forces you to do is it forces you literally to live in the present. It's mm. all you can live with certainty. Yeah. Only that. And you're yeah. like, cool. And then you start looking at life in a different way. Not life like, oh, yeah, I have always wanted to become like a famous writer. And now that that's not happening, I have no reason to live. I'm going to kill myself. Or like, you know, some bad shit happened to me. That's fucked. The bad shit happened to you. That's fucked. Yeah. People shouldn't have to go through that. But where are you now? You feel the clothes on your body. Mm. You feel your pants around your legs. And you feel the air in your nose. 
right? Mm. All that's nothing got to do with what happened. And it's like, if you learn to master that, then you can free yourself. Yeah. But hey, man, I'm just a fucking dude who runs a podcast. Like, don't take fucking psychological advice from me. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like, but, um, I don't know. Yeah, that's my two cents. Anyway, how many minutes do we have? Anyone yeah, else want to been... fucking... I'll tell you guys something. Yeah. Do it. Yeah, I'd Go say, yeah, awesome, man. man. Yeah, I'd yeah. say, like, dude. Yeah, I've yeah. How about I am? I've done. Geo's time. Yeah, do it. Uh, look, you don't know what it's going to be until you've done it. Um, at the very least, we've all look, we've all thrown out a lot of stuff here of like issues that naturally come up when you do it. Um, but don't let that be a discouragement. Um, I see this as like when I went into it for the first time, it was this thing of like I saw it the same as like oh, going bungee diving. Uh, bungee jumping or skydiving it's just like oh there's a cool like wild experience you can do go live mm -hmm. like a monk for 10 days see what that's like you know and then once you've done that man um or if you just have that in mind and just have a commitment to stay once you get there um then you can see for yourself what it's all about and beyond that everything else is up to you you should forget this Prof podcast the Prof moment you start <laughs> it's yeah, a straight profoundly out. personal experience yeah profoundly personal like you're there with a whole bunch of other people. You're all it, alone it, together. You are. You yeah, exactly. You're all alone in solidarity. Yeah, that's you know that's you know, one mm. of the coolest things. Yeah, I don't real quick. It's just like when you get to speak to everyone else in the past, like the the last two days, you feel mm. like a bond, like a close bond yeah. with everyone. Mm, it's yeah. You know what I mean? You're like, dude, we all are fucking so alone in our own lives with our own bullshit going on, but yet we're all together. Yeah, I'm like, that's fucking sick. You know what I mean? That's fucking. Right. I, I remember mm. you saying something on the drive home. I think it was you who said it. Might it? Pretty sure it was you. Like, um, like you were like saying something like, "Oh, fuck! It's gonna be annoying going home talking to people who aren't like just out to see the good in you because you've yeah. just done this fucking really cool thing." Yeah, dude, that was <laughs> the know, thing. Like everyone, everyone there on the on the last day when you get to talk to everyone, everyone's so happy to be talking for one, and everyone else is also just. Like, you know, happy to to be. I don't know. It's hard to explain. Do people yeah. are just like more attuned to the beauty of life. Yeah, regardless yeah. of and like, there were people there that had some grim situations mm. and they had a lot of things to be mad and angry about. Yeah, yeah. A lot of things to be sad about. A lot of reasons to bring that up and depress everyone. Right. But like everyone was just like, oh, that's my stuff. You know what I mean? But mm. like, what's the beauty in 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 the conversation we're having now, or like the interaction we're having now? You know what mm. I mean? And like having a world with people like that, fucking mad. When mm. you go home, fuck, bro, you're instantly met with like, you know, misery. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and you just, that's something to get used to and like try not to fall into that. But yeah. I will also say like, look, man, like we've all fucking done like DMT here. We've all done like shrooms. I haven't done DMT. You need to do DMT. <laughs> yeah, Nathan's done fucking ayahuasca. Mm. You know what I mean? And like, I reckon, I, I think I could maybe speak for everyone unless anyone wants to jump in and say, like, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> but, like, dude, maybe I think we all recommend. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> <what you> <laughs> I think we all recommend, like, Vipass is probably one of the most life changing and profound experiences we've had across all other, yeah. like, you know, consciousness expanding experiences and whatnot. Because I, it's, because yeah, because it's a complete, you're completely sober yeah. all the time. It's not yeah. like a, it's not like you're, you're, you're hacking your brain. To, to like get to this state yeah you're sitting and observing yourself get to that state yeah yeah just completely sober-minded yeah 
Hmm. Either way, hope you guys like this episode. Um, more in the future. Don't know when, but it will happen. Hmm. Um, like and subscribe. You know, give me the gold star, five star rating. <laughs> um, stay juiced up. Stay, stay gassed up. Stay gassed. Joe Rogan, if you're out there, <laughs> you know. We <laughs> Five v one arena. One v one me. Nah, nah. Mm. He's he's a pretty big guy. I don't know if you can take him. Yeah, I, I don't know. We'll he's see. on um he's on HGH as well. Yeah, yeah. so you're competing with the best of the best. That's okay. I've done for past now. But um, but yeah, no, he, he, he beats me Rogan. to a bloody pulp, and I'll just fucking observe it, no, bro. He's <laughs> just done isolation tanks, I think. He doesn't do the pass, no, right? No, yeah. All right, we got one up on him, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, five <laughs> if we ever one. Go, if we ever go on his show, like we'll kind of like run it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Joe Rogan, I'm taking over. <laughs> Going with uh, you know who? Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. <laughs> Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. Joe Biden. Joe Biden. Kill John Rogan. Kill Joe Rogan. But um, yeah, subscribe to our Patreon. You know what I mean? Do we have a Patreon? No. Nah. We're gonna get one. I'll just put down a fucking Bitcoin address. In Sign the up for the OnlyFans. Your BSB and account number. Please transfer me, man. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. Anyway, this is Geo. One final sign off, Geo. Say goodbye. Good goodbye. Hey, Yanni. <laughs> Hi. Ha. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> and Dylan. Peace. And then Nathan. Take rest. Take rest. <laughs> take rest for about five minutes. Take rest. Alright. <laughs> Wait, can I change mine to take rest? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> all be yeah take, take a short break and return to the hall. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Yanni, press the button. Oh my god, I'm dying for a piece. <laughs>